The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar in and out of the cigar industry. We are on a mission from God. With your host, a jelly donut, David Garofalo. How did it get here? Mr. Jonathan. I hear you. And I care. Barry Stein. I'm going to use my spare glove compartment underwear as a napkin. And Ed Sullivan. They don't have a listing for Mr. Wonderful. What uh, spelling did you use? It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. November 3rd, 2018, broadcasting live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And today, i got a couple of road warriors with us today. One is a guy in the cigar business who loves comedy, and the other one is a comedian, a guy in the comedy business who loves cigars. Ray Warren from Drew Estates and Robert Kelly, stand-up headline comedian, producer, uh, uh, podcaster of the highly successful show, You Know What, Dude? And you're listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its ninth year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. You catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Ray Warren, let's start with you because you're going to have to jump in if you're going to get a word in edgewise here. I got an idea. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Uh, so what do you do for Drew Estates, those that don't know you? I am a uh, business unit manager, which we uh, refer to as a bum. Yeah. Uh, which is just another name for a regional manager for the Northeast uh, area of the United States. So we had uh, Dirty Fabian in here a yes. few weeks ago. Yeah, uh, first this time having him on there. Wonder Bread Ray. <laughs> oh, Wonder Bread Ray. Or Wonder Bread Warren, as he's often referred to. <laughs> All right. And um, um, today we're actually going to give away the world's largest ashtray that you have down there. And we did one for the stores, but we also did one online. So we're going to do that today, and we'll get to that. But the Excellent. first thing I need to do is start off smoking a cigar. So we're going to smoke the uh, Liga Pavada T52. Barry Stein's off Ooh. camera right now. We'll get him on in the you'll, next hour. You'll know he's there, though, because the coughing hasn't oh, stopped. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Doing it a little extra so everybody knows I am here. And today's right. first cigar is Liga Pavada mm. T52. It's manufactured in Nicaragua by Drew Estate. And the size is 5 by 50 and it features a stock-cut Connecticut Habano wrapper over a Brazilian Madamina binder with fillers from Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. A single cigar will set you back thirteen sixty nine, while a box of twenty four is two ninety one ninety nine, which is a savings of almost thirty seven dollars or eleven percent off the box price on twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick and mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two guyscigars.com. All right, let's give it a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. You guys didn't tell me you had a, te a technique. <laughs> we do. We have to get all these uh, commercial content and everything in here. But I, I cut mine early. Oh, and I all right. Up. 
You didn't even know. Like an ass at a dinner who eats before everybody says it was <laughs> right. all right. You're a, yeah. you're a guest in our house. You're yeah. welcome to and, do And you lit already. Do you want me, um, did I fuck up? I didn't know there was rules. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know there was. All right. We got another, another, another cigar in the next not, hour. Maybe I'm, you'll do it right. I'm not, I'll, I will do it right next right. time. First of all, the passive. What are you, my wife with the passive? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll do it. I'll do it. Just tell me. I'll do it. We're all men. So what we're doing now is what you probably don't do as a cigar smoker. What you probably don't do is taste the cigar before you even light it. I do it. it. Dry smoke. I oh, did it. you it, do. Did you see me? I well, cut it and I tasted it well, first. Good. Yeah. I'd like everyone to know that's watching the podcast, this is not Steve Saka's stunt double. Yeah, a little oh, Steve Saka. Is that, is it, I thought that's who it was. You got a laugh in. downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That, that's our laugh track. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I would assume that Steve is a big guy. He's, uh, yeah, he's, okay. he's robust. Okay, I assume that. No, you're, you're right at home here, though, right? Uh-huh. Look at me. Yeah. Look at Barry over I, there. He's got yeah. a cane today. I know. There's a lot of blue pills being taken and <laughs> heart medication in this Here place. We go. <laughs> yeah. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo uh-huh. Equalizer. The Vertigo uh-huh. Equalizer uh-huh. features Ooh. four jets, single action, meaning you press the button down, the top flips open. Ooh. It does feature the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, and it has a flip-out bullet punch on the end in case of an emergency. It's the Vertigo Equalizer, and it retails for... Nineteen ninety-nine. That's unbelievable for twenty. You bucks. know what I like about mm-hmm. this too? It has the little mirror, so you can see if you're lighting your cigar. Yeah, that's right. That's mm-hmm. right. The mirror. All right, okay. show him. Come well, on the door. There you go. There you go. Hmm. So Robert Kelly, you are a cigar smoker. Oh my God. Well, since I gave up hookers, <laughs> you're, you're a and uh, steak and cheese sandwiches. You did. Yeah. Oh, we well, got- I quit smoking. I had a kid, you know. Yeah. So you want to live a little and longer? I, and I got married, so the hookers were out, and then the smoking was out, the cigarettes. Ah. Uh, so now I went over my friend. I used to smoke a long time ago, back in Boston. Yeah. Um, I used to smoke uh, Macanudos, and I used to go to the cigar shop down in the Common, that old the old place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, Peretti? Uh, LJ Peretti? Yeah, Peretti. Just go in there and deal with, you know, because they, they were always pleasant when you walked in. Hey, I have a question. Ah, I don't give a shit. You're right. <laughs> uh, what's a good cigar? I don't know. Pick one. Um, you know, so I would go in there, get my cigars. Me and Gary Gullman. You know Gary Gullman? He's a comedian. One of the funniest guys walking the earth. And we would sit out front and smoke stoves right on the curb. Yeah, because after, after they learn to do, do it in there, right? No, you can't do it in yeah. there. Yeah. So we would smoke on the curb, and uh, after we used to wait tables at La Familia Giorgio's. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, and then we'd do comedy at night. We'd There's go some big portions there. Huh? Big portions oh, there. I know. Yeah. I, I was skinny when I was working. Yeah, no kidding. That was gorgeous. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stop. What are you looking I at? I believe you. Yeah. Well, you're looking at me now. <laughs> Don't look at me with now face. Yeah. Look at, I mean, have an imagination. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're shocked. You're asking an awful lot. Well, I mean, look, you're, you're a redhead. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? I've taken the meeting my entire life. Oh, your whole life you took shit. I know you're gingers. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's a big you're guy. Sit, I better stop fucking around. You're sitting too close to me. I will still seal your soul. <laughs> capable. Ray, you're going to have to jump in here. <laughs> How do you follow that? So, uh, it drew it's next to CeeLo. Would he not be perfect at Drew Estate? Right, a little childish type of attitude that Drew Estate is about. He would fit in fine on the Island of Misfit Toys. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty much what the, what the company is all about. That's what I see Absolutely. there anyway. How did you come I've about just, the nickname Wonder Bread, by the way? Because I just didn't look like I fit on that island. Uh, I, I started out, my first sales meeting I went to uh, was the IPCPR, uh, the meeting right before that, the night before. 
And I walked in, and I'm I'm dressed, you know, like a regular person, yeah, like a sales rep, sales rep. I got a shirt, tie, sport coat on, and uh, I start looking around, and I'm looking across the room, and I think I see Captain Lou Albano, uh, the guy who's Bob Marley six six three, you know, rubber bands in the beard, bulging eyes. Uh, We had another guy who looked at. He's walking towards me. He looked normal, and then he had this little half cock smile, and he was wearing a disco ball suit. Uh, We had another guy in a velvet track suit. And I'm just looking around, and I'm going, where the hell am I? What and I, I said, yeah. What did I sign up for here? And I, uh, I elbowed my boss at the table, and I said, man, I, I think I figured something out. And he goes, what's that? I go, I landed on the island of Misfit Toys. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So hey, you do just, look normal. You look, very, you look like you build fences. You I did it one, uh, did you one really? time. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I was a ditch it. digger, you know? <laughs> I was a ditch digger. Yeah, no, he have... looks like a normal dude. You know what I mean? Well, well he's not because I'm going to tell you, I looked, at, I looked into him before the show. I love this. And <laughs> I love we, this. We do cigar reviews, yeah. right? Because we're cigar people. And he's a cigar person also, but he does reviews and did them for quite a while. But his reviews <laughs> are on public bathrooms. You review public bathrooms. I love that. You can relate. You public can restrooms relate. are awful. Know which one you can go in. And, oh yeah. You know, one, yeah. you can take a you can take a number two. Yep. Yeah. You it's know, it's it's very important. The one you it's don't go in past important. eleven o'clock, and you unless know, you want to meet another married guy. <laughs> Rest stop. Oh, that's the worst. I saw a guy. I saw a guy shuffling with his pants around his ankles. I had to pee on the road one time. I come in, the guy shuffles, did the pen walk back into the thing. Oh Two guys God. doing the pen walk, embarrassed, and I just sat there and chuckled, washing my hands at the sink. And then I got a blowjob. There we go. <laughs> Do you get bonus points if the bathroom has a glory hole? Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, I haven't found one of those yet. No. Or, or unfortunately. Barry, you know, tell however, you, however, you, however, you, you can tell you where it looks. Yeah. I actually have a two-inch drill bit in my trunk. <laughs> That's about an inch too big for Jonathan. <laughs> All right, this is going to go terribly wrong. This whole sorry. show. I'm sorry. I really. Yeah, I got apologize. I, I just worked my way up in the last, you know, because I started smoking uh, again. But I just worked my way up to these uh, two years ago. Liga provided. My friend smokes these all the time. I mean, he loves these cigars, and he kept telling me you got to smoke these. Pretty but I, full body, though, right? Uh, but, but let me tell you something. It's full body, but it it, it doesn't. Um, I don't feel that sick after it. You know what I mean? <laughs> a little some, sick, but not all that sick. <laughs> you got to eat. You got to eat. You can't, you can't just wake up in the morning and do light yeah. one of these up. You know, you'll be you know, yeah. lying on the floor with sweat on your forehead. But I'm with you. It's, it's heavy. It's a great cigar, though. It's nice through the whole thing. I yeah. love it. I love that I can smoke these now and enjoy them. Now, T52, this is the, the tobacco leaf that's on it. And it's something different that ends up happening, the stock cut. It's a stock cut, yeah, sun-grown Habano, Connecticut. Uh, so Habano. instead of picking a tobacco leaf, they're going to just cut the whole thing. Exactly. It's uh, yeah, Instead of you know your traditional priming where you start at the bottom of the, the stock and you take it leaf by leaf and work your way up, uh, we cut it off at the stock, or the farmer cuts it off at the stock, and, and they cure it in the barn uh, by the stock. And, and that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, causes the plant to freak out a little bit and starts just jamming nutrients into those leaves Yes. Last minute, even yep. though it's been cut, the plant still wants to survive somehow and starts juicing up those leaves. So you end up with a fuller-bodied smoke afterward. Absolutely, and absolutely, a, and a lot of smoke. You notice all the smoke. It's yeah. This is what I love, cigar. though. 
The most when people you smoke cigars, why do you smoke it? It's not a cigarette. There's so much that goes into this mm. that people don't know and how they do it. And it's just tobacco and water. Right. And, and it's it's the way they do it. And like I didn't know that. That's crazy that you it's what'd you say again? I wasn't listening. Stock <laughs> You were listening, you just weren't paying no, attention. Well, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. About the stock. It, so nutrients. when they cut yeah, when they cut yeah. the stock, the yeah. plant goes into a panic mode and it starts juicing up. Off, Every part of the stalk, sucking it in. Exactly. Wow. The leaves start drawing nutrients out of the stalk, and the, the stems and the stalk are where the ma- the vast majority of that nicotine lies, and so it just goes right into the leaves, and that's how you end up with that's that fuller-bodied smoke. That's crazy. Smoke. And they seem to be coming out a little more often than they used to be, or are you just being nicer well, to us here? Too well, nice, sure. if you notice, we've, we've had a lot more T52s yep. in the last year plus. But a lot fewer on number nines. Okay. And it really uh, comes down to tobacco and what we have available. Uh, You know, for the longest time, the challenge, uh, and still is, with the T52 uh, wrapper especially, is the amount of time that it takes to ferment. Yeah. So, uh, and, and also the small amount that Connecticut produces, exactly, right? So exactly. So you're fighting so with the other manufacturers to, to get a hold of these things. It's it's really uh, it, it's far more uh, complex than than most uh, consumable goods. Mm. You know, it's uh, time. And you typically time. is this your type of cigar of your portfolio, or do you tend to go lighter than this? I am more medium body traditionally, yeah. full flavor. Uh, but I do, uh, since we came out with the Corona, uh, the Corona Viva on this, uh, and the T52 and the number nine, I ha- am smoking a lot more Liga. So you like a smaller ring gauge? I do. And how about you, Robert? I like size wise. I like, I, I like a Wesley Snipes, just a big black cigar. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I tend to like a. I like a bigger cigar. Okay. I do. I, I have a, um, I have a lot of Lanceros in my humidor. But I saved those because, you know, if I, I, I don't know. There's something about it. It takes a little too long, whatever. And it, d- it makes you feel kind of feminine, doesn't it? I, I, it makes me – I look at it – I feel classy when I smoke classy, that. When I'm yeah. smoking that, I, and I, if I'm going somewhere and right. it's a little up class, there, I'll take one of those. There's an elegance to there's that. There's a little elegance to it. Um, but I like a nice big ring gauge. I don't know. I like the ring gauge to be big. This is as small as I'd probably go right really? here. Really? Okay. Yeah, I like I – like, um, yeah, like the uh, Tatuaje Grand Cajones. Oh, that okay. bi- that type of big cigar is nice. Right. But this, I've actually, this is like a perfect cigar in this in, in, in this size too, because I like to smoke every day. And you yeah. can't. I feel like I'm wasting a cigar if I can't finish it. But I, I'll finish this in like an hour, or hour, hour and a half. So I love this. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I have I'm, a couple. I'm Irish, so this feels pretty big. Oh, this is huge. If we're talking penises, <laughs> yeah. if we're talking penises, mine looks like somebody spit bubblegum on an afro. So, this is huge. I didn't know. I thought we were talking cigars. Oh, no, we are. We are always we talking are. about penises. Okay. Yeah. For some reason. I, I'm sorry. I'm really bringing this. This is a beautiful podcast with such talent. And this beautiful place, and I'm bringing it right to the No, bring, bring what you bring, and this is what you bring. I'm so, what, what's interesting of what you're bringing is, do you know he's here, he's here on the show, and we're so grateful to have you here, but he's leaving from here and he's going to Boston Garden and those that don't know Boston Garden that's our big uh, place where the Celtics play and the Bruins play big arena yeah. we're talking 17,000 people his audience of four people here is, <laughs> is go- going to be 17,000 later on tonight yeah, I'm a big drawer in New Hampshire here we go <laughs> I, brought, I brought some kid and his dad right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll go with your son it's a family affair if you go back to the hospital I'll go with you on Saturday <laughs> 
my God. <laughs> check, please. <laughs> check, please. Uh, th- there are new Liga Pavadas coming out, all different sizes. you got lots of little ones, all different things. It used to yes. be the number nine. That was it. Yep. And now this thing is branched out to a, drum, to a full line. Yes, it is. And uh, we have a, a couple more that are, are going to start hitting the street next month. So what are we talking? Um, which will be the uh, anniversario, the 10-year anniversario, which uh, this year is 10 years of, 10 Liga, years, of amazing. Liga Pravada. Yes. And then the H99. And uh, that'll also come out. And yeah, uh, You gave me a couple of samples of them. I haven't tried it yet, but yeah. they, they look like they're going to pack a wallop. Um, you know, and that, that H99 does. Yeah. It, it, and it's a flavor bomb. One, yeah. of the, one of the best samples I smoked out of IPCPR was the H99. That cigar is a home run. The uh, we'll have it at twoguyscigars.com. Yeah. Shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the they, Connecticut it, it's, Corojo. It's going to be one of those cigars that, frankly, pisses me off because <laughs> it's going to be here's a little teeny bit, and now you can now there's no more. Here's a little bit, yeah. now there's not not more. There's you know, and, and I understand it's the tobacco itself and things you're waiting out, but a lot of people are looking at it. Is this a game that's being played or something? You can have it, you can't have it, and you want more, and it creates uh, no, that, marketing. That that tobacco is actually being grown specifically for us, uh, and it's coming from the Connecticut Valley, uh, from the same uh, farm that we've been uh, getting a lot of our tobacco yeah. from for years. So uh, you do it, the bond it, it burners is, and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And, this is and made, so it's this is really, made in Connecticut. Uh, the wrapper. The wrapper. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, USA Connecticut. Most people, when I tell them about the Connecticut wrap, they're like, "What?" They don't believe it. Like the tobacco company. Yeah, the and, and, and a lot of people think it's just the light stuff, the, yeah. the, the Connecticut the, shade. Yeah. But look how dark that is. Yeah. So that's yeah. a different tobacco grown there. Yeah. And a great tobacco, but you got to imagine USA. People with yeah. U.S. wages, yes. as opposed to third world countries, the cost is much more. It is. It so, is. So you it's, look at a Liga Pavada, you say, "Wow, they're expensive." Well, you got Connecticut tobacco inside there. It's it's some of the most uh, expensive tobacco in the industry. Yeah. Can I ask yeah. why uh, the Connecticut Connecticut wrap is so sought after? Why, you know, you, th- you think of the soil and all and the seeds and all that stuff about this. When did they figure out about Connecticut, or why is it so sought after? The wrap. Is it the soil? Is it and why yeah, Connecticut? It's a, it's a, it's why a not? combination of a lot of things. And yeah. it, that, tobacco is grown all over the world, and, and wherever it's grown, it takes on you know the different the, flavor, the flavor, the essence, the nutrients of, of the soil, and, and uh, that particular sunlight. And, and they happen to grow yeah. fantastic tobacco there yes, in Connecticut. They do. Yeah, and they use it around the world. That stuff gets packed up and then gets shipped mm-hmm. to, in this case, Nicaragua. Yep. And they hold on to it for at least three years or so. Uh, it, especially that that stock cut Habano takes a long time yeah. to ferment. Years and years. Yeah, and it's all natural irrigation in 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 most all these farms. It's natural yeah. irrigation. Uh, as opposed to to other areas in the world, that, I mean Connecticut. I mean Connecticut. You know, it's just a, it's a you know it's a nice place, but I mean they don't. Yeah. Well, well, the, the thing is, they had the Harvard Whalers. Tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you got that going for you. Tobacco is a big drain on soil. It, it takes a lot of nutrients out of the soil, and when you have that river valley, the rainwater coming off the mountains pulls more minerals down. So that area replenishes itself every year with minerals that come down off the rocks, right. and that's why it's so good for tobacco. And you've got to imagine the window of growing season as opposed to other places where in Connecticut, I mean, you're not going to grow tobacco today, right? Right. Because it's too cold. So it's a very short window that they can do this. Mm. So 
another reason why it drives the price up because they can yeah. only have so much. Also, the land is so valuable. Over the years, going there myself, I would see that, oh, here's a tobacco field here. There's a tobacco field there. Next time I go back, this tobacco field's gone. There's a Walmart here. Uh. And right next to the Walmart is another tobacco field. And, it, you know, going to Nicaragua, it's tobacco field, tobacco field, you know, a couple of huts and more tobacco fields. There's Walmarts next door to the tobacco field. <laughs> yeah. It's messed up. Yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing place. If you, if you get an opportunity to go up uh, to the Connecticut River Valley and, and go to some of those farms. And, can you and, get, do they have tours? Uh, yeah, you can get tours. Yeah, right. you can yeah. get tours. And, and they have a, um, a place you can go to, and they teach you all about it, too. It's an agricultural oh, type of... Uh, and every year we, uh, we do several uh, what we call uh, barn smokers uh, across the country, and we add, we've been adding more each year, and it's an opportunity for people to go, and, and they, they buy a ticket, and they get a quick education on seed to to uh, finish, to cigar. That's great. Yeah. I'd love to yeah. do that. That sounds awesome. I didn't know I was going to learn shit You're going to learn some stuff. <laughs> we're Not a lot, but we're going <laughs> to learn. We're going to learn about comedy. We're going to learn about a lot of different things. That's great. But also Kentucky. You guys do yeah. Kentucky tobacco. Yes, we do uh, Kentucky. Well, I mean, we buy our tobacco from all over the world. Uh, we're one of the largest uh, purchasers of, of premium tobacco in the industry. So we don't grow any of our own tobacco. We purchase it all. And it's, it's coming from all over the world. There's, there's so many different blends that we have. And, and we offer a very broad portfolio of, of cigars and types from, from something mild and, and sweet yeah. uh, to something full body and rich and, and traditional. Yeah. So and everything in between. So yeah. and, and if you, you're just growing your own tobacco and using your own tobacco, it's going to limit you know, the amount of, of what you can produce. So what would be an everyday cigar uh, from you guys? Like in the morning, you know, 11 o'clock sitting around doing some work, what would be that cigar? My cigar that I smoke every day is the, uh, Herrera Esteli Lonsdale. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's medium body. It's full flavor. And, uh, it's, it's one that I, I smoke pretty much every day. You were saying when you, when you were out doing events and stuff, you, you, the number one selling cigar, I got to imagine it can't be anything that can touch it. Cause I think it might be the number one cigar actually in the world right now is acid, which is that flavored, maybe uh, not in the not world, but definitely, word. uh, way up in the United States. Yeah. Uh, they don't use is, the F word, David. It's yeah, infused. It's infused. <laughs> yes. No F word. Uh, and it is, uh, it's, um, uh, that cigar, uh, is my personal favorite because it allows us to do everything else. Right. That line. The workhorse. Yeah, it's, it's an how, amazing line. How is that? I, I've never seen anybody buy one, but it's the most populous. I've never been the, anywhere where I was like, dude, let's get some acids. Well, I, I, go into, it, I go into shops, countless shops every, every uh, week. Yeah. And, uh, you know. But that's how this, are, the cigars say, say I go, what's the most popular cigar? They say acid. Every it's acid cigar is the most popular cigar. But I've never, I've but never. But it's grab it go. It's a grab yeah. it go yeah. cigar. They, they come it's in. You they, know what if they, they were smoking out. in here? You could smell it. Oh, you can yep. smell. Yeah, it's the redheaded stepchild of, uh, of cigars. That guy's almost embarrassed to stay and hang out with all the regular cigar <laughs> smokers. Because he smells like cherry. So he takes <laughs> his. <laughs> He takes his cigars and hits it, it, the road. It's more, I think, of a hippie chick type of, you know, yeah. whatever that aroma is of the girl from the 60s or something. Yeah. That, uh, patchouli. Patchouli. Yeah. Well, that time that, of That would be the, uh, the Ambrosia line. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, if you ever go out to Sturgis, to the, uh, to the bike rally in mm. Sturgis, you're going to see a lot of guys riding motorcycles and smoking acid cigars yeah. and Deadwood 
cigars and natural Do I look like cigars? I go to Sturgis? Do I, I think, yeah. Got a little biker thing. <laughs> got a, little, got a, got got a, a tattoo. Bit of that going. It's better than what he called me. He called me a fat, some fat guy. <laughs> really? I don't know. Didn't he at the beginning? Well, he call does everybody. Look how skinny he is. He's, he really does. He's healthy food. I'm all, about, I'm all about fat shaming. Is it's it really? really? That's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, picking up uh, for flavor notes, if we can talk about the cigar for a yeah. second on a cigar podcast. Uh, I'm picking up Honey Wheat Raisin Toast. Ed Sullivan, are you friggin' kidding me? For the first time, I taste Raisin Toast, and you're not going to give me the drop? All right. Raisin Toast. Raisin Toast. Raisin Toast. I agree with you. Yeah, you got raisiny and toast. I, well, now that he said it, I'm, I'm a little fucking stupid, so you could say anything, and I'm like, oh, now I taste that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, no, a lot of people do not taste taste when it comes to cigars. They mm. say it all tastes the same to me, which it doesn't. I mean, you got to dig mm. in, yeah. and you know, sometimes it takes somebody to explain it, or yeah. you put a piece of raisin toast, you taste that, and you say, okay, I get it. I see where that is. No, I, I see that mm. a little bit. I, I agree with you. I mean, you know, a little sweetness on the back. Yeah, end. there's a little, and it and it really chilled the hell. I mean, right when you lit it, it was a little hot, and now it's really smooth. And yeah, I could. See yeah, it that. was a little peppery at the beginning, and then the pepper kind of yeah. took a back a back seat. Yeah, I'm still, I still have that, but you you chug along pretty fast. I I'm a, I, I smoke hard. I, yeah. I smoke cigars like I eat. Yeah, like I'm in prison. And do you blow the smoke out through your nose? Never do that. Never. I have a bad uh, sinus. Uh. My sinuses are really bad. So I got to kind of keep it out of my nose because okay. I'll get I'll get infections and stuff yeah. like that. So I don't like to do it anyway, but the cigar manufacturers beg me to do it all the time as I'm smoking a cigar because you're going to pick up more flavors of there. But I see the majority of people don't do it, therefore I don't want to do it. Plus I'm not good at it. But you know who's good at it? Is I'm Jonathan. not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? Because he throws throw up. up. Oh, do you? Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I, I get. <laughs> we have so much in common, right? yeah. except our stomachs. <laughs> There's a resemblance. I mean, you guys could be twins. Go to the same barber, I think. <laughs> and you said about eating. I, I haven't had anything to eat in 18 hours. I do this intermittent fasting thing, so I right, closed right. my window down <laughs> yeah. to six hours. That so you I'm got smoking this on an empty stomach, That's but not, not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. No, it really did smooth out. I like it a lot. This is a great cigar. I have a couple of these in my humidor. They've been there for like two years. I was kind of saving them, but now I think I'm going to chew them up. They'll make more. Yeah. We can smoke them. I have, you know what happens? Um, I I, I don't know if this happens with you, but I I get, uh, maybe from my upbringing being poor and never having anything, I hoard cigars now. Like I get nervous. Like I want to just save them because they're they're like precious to me. Like people give me cigars and I'm like, I'm going to save that for a special day. And I never have a fucking special day. I'm just a (laughs) mediocre asshole. There's no special days. And uh, I I wind up getting a box and I'll just smoke that and leave these. But I I just started smoking these cigars. I have these cigars for five years in my humor. And I'm starting to smoke better. Yeah, but I get sad when they're gone. Yeah. You know, I don't know if, am I being too? No. Uh, and, I, and what I end up doing is going through the box and there's one left and I put that aside and I say, okay, I'm not going to smoke that one <laughs> and then get to the next thing. But I don't want to actually smoke the same cigar all the time. So yeah. I got a box of cigars 
I'll smoke a cigar out of that box, and then I need another box of cigars because I don't want to smoke the same thing. I don't want to eat the same food over and over. You know, I love mac and cheese, but I don't want it every but day. Every I, other day is okay, but not every day. <laughs> I was going to say. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, do, yeah. I do mac and cheese as a side every right, day. Yeah. <laughs> but, Robert, as you saw, Dave's got a lot of boxes of cigars. You are, I, dude, I want to play you in the TV version. Of when they make the movie of you, I'm you. Yeah, right. I get a wig. That's what you want to do. You don't want to be me. I do. Are you yeah. nuts? This is amazing. You have such a great life. Yeah. Are you yeah. married? I'm married. You got kids? I got a kid. Are they older? She's 24. Two. Oh, my God. You don't have to worry about that. No? no she's I, a girl, and she's 24. I got a lot to worry about. Not now. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the 80s. Yeah. I, um, I have a five-year-old. So, you know, you got a kid early, so you can enjoy your life now. I got a five-year-old. Look at me. I got to run around. I was at the park with him. Yeah. I'm like Don Corleone, the tomato patch. Right. You're going to go down, <laughs> right? You're going to go down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, all right. Let's take a break. And when we come back, uh, we got a cigar ashtray to give away uh, for the people that bought online. We're going to do that when we get back. It's the world's largest ashtray. We're going to even sprinkle in some cigar news. We're live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series, from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo and Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo and Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez. Full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper. Rich and bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice. And available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum. Competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. 
I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not quantity produced as a vertically integrated family-owned company. Personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Nicholas Melillo, a.k.a. Nicaragua, from Foundation Cigar Company. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back. We're with comedian Robert Kelly and Ray Warren from Drew Estates, and we're smoking the Liga Pavada T52 Robusto. This is a Robusto, big Robusto. Yes. Big Robusto. They're giving you extra. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. We are giving away the world's largest ashtray, and i got to say the most heaviest. It's got to weigh a buck and a half anyway, right? It's no no lightweight ashtray. So from what I understand, you you guys are going to ship it for us. 
Yeah, which, when it comes which, in. Which was the we'll, big uh, win yeah. for us. <laughs> they're going to ship it for us. I'm like, I got to ship this thing? We got one to give away in the store, but we're going to tell you the person and where, where it's going to, and then right. you're going to ship it out for us. And we picked it uh, of the people that bought online. And what is that name? This says uh, Angelo Salamita. Angelo and he Salamita. lives in Glen Cove, Glen Cove, New York. Glen Cove, New York. If you're listening, Angelo. On Excellent. Elm Street, we got a big ashtray coming to you. That's in Long Island. Is that Long Island? Yes, sir. All right. Long Island? Long yeah, it's Island. one I was word, say, right? Yeah, you've got to have Island. the hard G. Yeah. Glen Cove is Long Island, yeah. Is there a difference when you're doing comedy you, uh, across the country? Is, are there certain jokes that just wouldn't work out in the Midwest that only work in New England? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, not the Midwest, really, um, but like uh, West Coast. Upper Upper West Coast, you gotta. But it, you know, I don't have a B plan, so I really I don't have another act I can give you. And but you get you got a blue act and a clean act. Uh, if you had to say, oh, you got to. I go don't. Clean. An, I don't anymore. Yeah. I used to kind of you know when I did colleges back in the day, but I, I it, it got to the point where it was like I don't know what I'm doing. So I was like I'm just gonna do what I do, and be as honest as I can. And as long as I believe in the joke, if that's my I don't want to sound like a hippie, but truth, I guess, yeah. you know what I mean? But if that, that's my life. It's, it comes from my life. It happened. You, all my stuff is pretty much based in reality. Yeah. And you can't fuck with that. You yeah. can't tell me, well, I don't, I don't care. So I, and I also think that if you're doing a show and everybody loves you, I don't think you're doing it right. I think nah, there should piss I think, off some people. Not piss them off, but you should be doing something where people go, no, nah, what? That's too far, right? Well, but. You know, nothing makes me happier than to see someone out there like with that face, like they can smell dog shit, but they don't know where it is. You <laughs> so, know what I mean? And then, ha- and then halfway through my act, I got them laughing. So, and wh- then all, by the end, they're just cracking up. You know what I mean? That that's my job as a comic. Sure. I want you. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. If you're funny, you're gonna get everybody. You know what I mean? So you know Ron White. Yes. So Ron White, cigar smoker also. Yeah. The company Davidoff. You know Davidoff? I do. Suit and ties with the tuxedos yep. and stuff. They do an event once a year uh, for the Davidoff retailers. So we go down to this black tie. Yeah. Everybody's in. The ladies are in gowns. I got to wear a black tie. Everybody's got to dress up. Very, very fancy. And this was in Las Vegas. And they had for the act Ron White. Yeah. And before he got there, Ron White's going to sit over here. And they actually put a bottle of Jack Daniels at his table because that's what he requested. <laughs> so he's there and he's eating with everybody else and he's drinking his bottle of Jack Daniels. And I'm not saying sipping his bottle of Jack Daniels. He drank his bottle of Jack Daniels. And then he goes up on the stage. So they hired Ron White. And you know what they got? Ron White. Yeah. And people were getting up, and you'd see that look of, like, they smelled dog shit, right? Yeah. Look in their face, yeah. turning around, walking out with the husband, turning his head, looking at, like, how dare the, yeah. him say this and walk out and all this. And uh, I'm watching it end up happening. Oh, which, and he heckled a few of them on their way yeah, out. It was yeah. great. But yeah. making believe, like, they never heard this stuff before and they're not yeah. part of it. We're dressed up, so all of a sudden we're prim and proper was, yeah. was the attitude yeah. going on. Dressed up, but, all of a sudden you don't like ass play. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan's a big fan. But, I could be is, dressed up or not dressed up. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> they hired Ron White. They got Ron White. And they were, at the end, they were like, oh, my God, the things the guy said. I said, that's the guy you hired. Yeah. Yeah, he's like him. He has no B play. You get him. Right. It gets to the point where it's like, look, I can't. You got me. 
No matter, and you know what? You might get offended. People walk out, but the majority of people will probably laugh and have yeah, a good oh, time. Yeah, was great. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah and, and they got what they got. And yeah, that was it. Tougher, I mean, yeah, is it tougher to do a corporate type of uh, function like that or <laughs> a comedy show? I don't do them that much, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, I, you know, I'm a little worse than Ron White, but yeah, you know, he's a class act in my book. You know what I mean? He really is, and uh, he's like one of the classic comics. You know, just gets up there and does his yeah. shit. Um, but. I don't do them that much. I've done them before, and, um, you know, I, I did a, a very expensive Indian wedding once. They hired me. They gave me this money, and I was like, I'll take it, you know? Yeah. And I showed up, and everybody was in Syria. It was just really glad. It was somebody's wedding. Are yeah. we talking Apaches or the country? No, well, I, no, it was, it was the country. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bad... <laughs> What was that? Didn't we to an American Indian wedding? Yeah. Yeah. What was <laughs> but uh, I, 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 for that wedding, just because I knew I was going to ruin this person's yeah. life. Yeah. You know what I mean? For that wedding, I, can't, I, I didn't say, because I'm from Boston, I say fuck, 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 and fuck, yeah. and fuck, right? I say fuck in the middle of the, the, fucking the. Yeah. And so I toned it down a little bit for that. And, you know, plus I wanted that fucking check. Right. Uh, but I don't really do them that much anymore it's 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 too much stress for me and i don't want to ruin your, your your people will you do our wedding absolutely not i will yeah. ruin your grandmother will throw up right uh, you know what i mean <laughs> but you know it's surprising though yeah. <laughs> like last night i did a show in lawrence up in uh, yes salvatore's i love that place yeah um did it last night and uh <coughs> excuse me <coughs> there you go um, that's, um, so, a little late on that one but thanks <laughs> I'm sorry I think I, I flew out of the eardrum on my, that my fucking my brain works slow alright <laughs> I forgot that it was a connected thing um, yeah I did it last night there was a lot of older people there but you forget that like our old people are from the 60s yes they're okay okay they were banging in tents watching Led Zeppelin <laughs> yeah you know what I mean like my grandmother's old people were Puritans <laughs> My grandmother was cat. You know, you can't do it in front of our old people are dirty people now. Yeah. You know, they, they've done Especially some- you were in Lawrence, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's- you've, been away- you've been away for a little bit, but Lawrence, Massachusetts. I, I lived there when they I was Did you? I was in a foster home for around eight months in Lawrence. Ah. Back out of Juvie Hall. When I was in Juvie Hall ah. when I was a kid, they threw me up there. It was, the, it, was, it was bad, right after the riots. Okay, that's tough. The only thing I had going for me is I looked Puerto Rican because I had the little mustache. So no, they, they didn't know if I was uh, Italian or Puerto Rican. So nobody, nobody fucked with me, and I just didn't talk. All right, you so. know, I, I saw in uh, some of your bio, uh, Armando Padilla, Jose Lopez, yeah. Ray Valdez. Yep. These are people you played on um, Law and Order. Yeah, Law and Order. Yeah, and they're all Spanish characters. Yeah, for but, a while. But for you're a while, Kelly. Yeah. Well, Robert Patrick Kelly. That's the worst part. <laughs> I was in auditions in L.A., and you're in a room full of Mexican dudes. Okay, like legitimate people. Spe- I had to go like to the guy, the super at my building, and have him help me with the dialogue because some of us in Spanish. And I'm in the room, and they're like, you know, Juan Martinez. Blah, blah. And then they go, Robert Patrick Kelly. And all the guys were like, what the fuck? No, and you get the gig. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, that doesn't happen anymore, though. Let's tell you that right now. That, those days are But right. you had a Spanish look to you, huh? I had a Spanish look. Oh, it's my full lips. I got two yeah, full lips. Full, pouty lips. I got, oh, all right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> pouty. What the fuck is that? I don't know. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That would, that would be my Hawaiian name, pouty lips. Um, but no, yeah, so I look Spanish. I look very... And I had hair back then. I had gorgeous. I had like a locks. curly mullet. Would oh you say God, they were fucking locks. Yeah. Buddy, I was fucking. I was all, everybody in Menudo. 
I was gorgeous. <laughs> and you went premature balding, obviously. I went bald, yeah, because of my fucking shitty Irish side of my family. My mother's father is bald. But how, I had my Italian side. How cool it became a cool thing, though. What, People to shave in their head. It's cool. Yeah, I think it's okay. I mean, it's an option. You know, it was te- I don't think it was Telly Savalas cool, but it's it's cool. I mean, it's it, I mean, it's an option. Like, coming from you, it really bugs me. You have gorgeous, uh, gorgeous locks. Oh, yeah. really. Now I'm uncomfortable. I'm pouty lips. You're gorgeous locks. Now we all have nicknames. We'll call him Cute Nose. I got nothing for you. Give all right. it time. Let's find out something about cigars. Let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's What's Up up? in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. And the UN announced a yearly condemnation of the Cuban embargo. The embargo isn't close to ending as 20 new companies have been added to the list of businesses Americans can't do business with. The 20 new companies have not yet publicly been disclosed. Tobacco. Rum. Rum is one of them. Rum is on the existing list. I think they were bounced off. Oh, they're already on the existing, existing list. list. Okay. Um, tobacco growing season is underway as La Flor Dominicana has begun growing its crop filler at La Canela. The crop will be harvested in less than two months, and then the wrapper growing season will begin. Richard Krutnick is out at Davidoff. Krutnick mm. most recently served as the VP of Marketing and had been with the company since 2006. Where's he going? You hear anything? Hearing nothing. Okay, let's make something up. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Estate? Is he going with Drew Estate? <laughs> well, I never know. I'll find out next week. That's, I guess. that's <laughs> not a denial. The answer, yeah, the answer not is a no denial comment. possible. That's it. I heard <laughs> he's starting his own uh, little boutique company called... Uh, uh, pouty lips, pouty lips, <laughs> and, uh, and golden locks, and golden locks, <laughs> yeah. and, and cute nose. And lastly, this week saw the release of the Fratello Novetta Inverso, which is available to guyscigars.com. And Fratello Cigars is owned by Omar DeFrias, who will be a guest on the Cigar Authority November 17th. And as was up in the cigar world. Yes, he will. Next week, we have uh, John Fazi from Christoph Cigars coming, followed by Omar DeFrias from Fratello coming the following week. We'll announce the contenders for the Cigar of the Year the following week after that. And then we have Winston Churchill's grandson, Randolph Churchill, is going to join us from Winston Churchill. The most important part of next week's show. It's a Jonathan Free Zone. Jonathan Free Zone. It is. That's right. And are we having uh, your brother come My in? My brother's going to fill in. Jonathan's brother, who has nothing to do with anything, does he smoke cigars? He smokes cigars. Well, yeah. all right. Well, let's be clear. He created this studio. He did create right? the studio. He was a built carpenter, it. and he built the studio. So he's going to come on. And he's, and got a, he's got a big personality. He's looking forward to it. All right. He wrote a, he wrote a new jingle for the Cigar Authority. Because he's a musician, he too. Wants, he wants you to hear and, uh, and, and see if you like it. All right. All right, it'd be interesting. And what if he's better than you? Oof. He can have the job <laughs> right <laughs> now. He can have it. Come on, you're, you're good. Thanks, buddy. 
Wow, you're shitting on everybody on the show except for me. What's going on? Yeah. Because like, he doesn't like you. He doesn't like you. He's not comfortable with you, Jonathan. Yeah, I'm not. You have a, I want you to blink a couple times, and then I'll fuck with you. You're scaring the shit out of me. <laughs> Captain Fitness. Yeah, you have a very hunter look about you. Nice. Do you hunt? No, but I, I play a hunter. You do? No, I don't. Uh-huh. No. So Robert Kelly, Boston native, actually Medford, yes. Massachusetts. Medford. Medford. Medfa. Yeah, Medfa. Yeah, Medford, Medford. Mass. Yeah. And uh, you're saying juvenile. You got trouble <laughs> as a young as, as a youngster. A lot of trouble. I think that I just got caught. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think <laughs> I think I did what all of us did. I just had shit luck. Now, did yeah. they send you to Lawrence to the farm, which was really a dump? No, they sent. Um, no, I went to I went to jail in Massachusetts, uh, like around like uh, the Charlestown Y, uh, oh, yeah. Rosendale. Uh, I did uh, Halifax, and then I did NFI Shelter Care, which is a great place for kids. Actually, uh, it was a different thing than jail. Like this place was open setting; you could run if you wanted to, but they made it so you didn't leave. You wanted to stay, ah. and you, I actually just went and uh, they gave me an award last week uh, in in uh, Danvers. Uh, they're still, you know, they really great company, great guy. Mm. Um, Doctor Bacall started this thing in his garage and has helped so many young kids get their shit together and get out of the system. Is that the award you got? The finally got your shit together award? <laughs> it was basically, yeah. basically. I mean, if you want to sum it up that quick, yeah. Yeah, my fucking 30 years of my life. But yeah, go ahead. But it was so funny because they gave me an award and I thought I was going to get like a little crystal thing or whatever. They gave me an African drum. Really? And it weighed 100 pounds. And I'm like, I'm flying out to West Palm tomorrow. I can't fucking take this on the plane. I'm like, what the fuck? So now your mom has back. a new drum? My mom, I go, you got to take the drum. I can't fly with this um but uh yeah i actually they, and after you get out of juvie hall uh they can't just send you home they have to they usually send you to a foster care place or uh some type of treatment place so i went to this foster home up in, in lawrence for i think it was six to eight months wow it was it was it was bad how old i was around 14 at that wow time. that was my my second time going to jail uh uh 14 you started early i started at 13 wow i started drinking when i was 10 no kidding. Yeah, well, I'm from Boston. I'm, you know, Irish Italian. <laughs> yeah, but ten. <laughs> Why you didn't start? You didn't drink. Teenager. Wait, that wasn't even a teenager. Yeah, I know. Still doesn't drink. Yeah, uh, I squ- I've been sober 33 years. Wow. So I quit, I quit drinking at 15. Um, the last time I got arrested was the so last. So you've time never I drank legally. I've never. I, f- I was five years sober. <laughs> Before I was able to drink. You might be the young, <laughs> youngest sober guy. You're going to have the most years. You show up at a meeting years from now and you're an old guy. Yeah, it's 70 years I'm sober. <laughs> I was really pretty funny because I'm sitting next to like an 80 year I'm sober 20 years. I'm like, yeah, I'm sober 33. Relax. Uh. <laughs> no, but it's one day at a time. You know, there's going to be some... Someone in the program. So the comedy came after. Usually you go into comedy, you become the alcoholic. Yep. Yeah. And you, you came in straight, which had to be tough. Well, I came in. Um, here's the thing. Hanging it, around with them. I came in. Yeah, I was going to be an art teacher. I went to a Bunker Hill Community oh, College. Oh, well, congratulations. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, how do you like that was those? the only one that accepted me, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they just let you in? Yeah. I remember they paid me. They gave me like 1500 a semester, a, a check. I just, I remember they would give you these checks because you didn't have money, so you were on like some type of program. I won a scholarship, so they give me this $1,500 for books and shit. And I was in art, so I didn't need shit, so I just bought clothes. I remember one time I came in with, uh, the next day they gave me the check, I came in with a, a suit and a briefcase there we go. <laughs> to school. My friend was like, did you get your check? I was like, yeah, of course I did. Yeah. I looked like a spy. But um, yeah, they, I was going to be an art teacher. And then uh, 
I did comedy uh, one night as a talent show. And me, it was me, Dane Cook, Aldo Benny, and this kid, Jay. Uh, no, these two other kids, uh, Chris and Scott. I think his name. I don't remember. And we did a talent show, and we won. And I was like, I'm done. This is what I'm doing. And you, talent show, you were just buddies with these we guys? Did, we did a talent show at Bunker Hill, right? Yeah. And uh, we did sketches and improv, right? We just went and watched this improv group, and we just stole everything they fucking okay. did. And uh, we went, and we won this talent show. We got these big laughs, and I was done. I was out. As soon as I got a laugh, yeah. that type of that was like that type of addictive product. That, that's drug. I mean, yeah. that's what you're trying to get with drugs. You're trying to get this this fucking uh, uh, accolade. I mean, laughter is crazy, and if you to get it every thirty seconds yeah. for an hour, you can't get yeah. higher than that. Right. Uh, so it was good. For, it was good for me. I went and I quit everything and I just started doing comedy. I'm going to do it. And that's that's it. it. I'm doing it. Everybody told me I was an asshole. My uncle Jimmy. Yeah, are you crazy? You, know, you should paint with me. Right. I'll give you $25. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How much are you getting paid? Nothing. Fuck you. Make money. That'll um, help I your mean, sobriety. Well, <laughs> painting. Yeah. And especially the Boston comedy in those days. Oh, dude. I mean, you're talking about top talent that, that made it big. Well, they had a bit. They had a, of course, Boston, like, okay, Tony V. Uh, Dennis, Lenny Clark, uh, you know, Sweeney, Sweeney. I mean, all, I mean yeah. they started this, yeah. they invented it, they made it happen. There was nothing here. And it, those guys said, fuck you, we're doing this. Yeah. And they invented a style of comedy that, um, that nobody else has. That means you're funny the whole time yeah. you're up there. There's no Not a long way to, to a punchline. They better keep coming. Fucking and everybody's a murderer. Nobody's, yeah. you know what I mean. Then you don't need a certain crowd. You'll fucking murder in front of any crowd anywhere at a Chinese restaurant <laughs> at a fucking, uh, you know, people eating egg rolls. It doesn't yeah. matter. And that's what they invented. So me, Patrice O'Neill, yeah. Billy Burr, Gary <laughs> Gullman, big names, uh, big. Bob Marlin. We all came up. Bob Marley. We all came up after them. Like Kevin Knox, and yeah. so we had it. We learned from those guys how to just you had to murder because right. they're giving you five minutes after Don Gavin went up right. and did ten, and he's fucking the yeah. place is nuts. And then you know Sweeney would go up, and Knoxie was hosting, yeah. And then oh, here's five minutes, kid, do your thing, and you had to fucking give it all. You had to kick ass yeah. and and kill for that time. So. Um, you know, doing comedy with those guys, that, that was my, that was my drug. That's what I was married to for a long time. That, that was my, my chick. Oh. And of course there was girls too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Comes with it. Oh, that was, that was the fantastic part after. Didn't matter how, how stupid you were. There was just girls after girls love comics. Yeah. Now that's what sucks now. Even dumpy like this, I still have girls coming up after the show. Hey, what do you make them laugh? They want to laugh, right? Yeah, they want to laugh, but I got to go home to my wife and, you know, go into bed and cry. Nobody touch me. (laughs) Have your five year old kick me in the nuts because he sleeps, you know, sideways. You know, you can say, like, they created their own image, the the Boston comedy image. Yeah. Jewish State created their own image. Absolutely. Totally different than anything out there. And, they made and you know something? Based on People that. tried to do the Drew Estate thing, though, and couldn't, couldn't do it again. Nah. But this was the second generation of it. Is, was there a third generation after you? Is there another comment? Oh, you, oh, yeah. I, I thought you segued over to him. No. Um, <laughs> Bob was back and forth. I was just enjoying keep, the cigar. Keep track. There, um, there is a second generation. There absolutely is. Yeah, um, yeah guys came up after us. And, uh, you know, uh, Joe List is one of the funniest guys out there right now. He's from Boston. He's in New York now. The thing that sucks is... You, you know, I love Boston so much, and I love the scene so much, but you have to go somewhere else. You kind of have to go to New York now. If you want to get the big gig. Look, man, all the guys that are 
I mean, the funniest guys in the world are still here. Yeah. They didn't go. Yeah. They didn't, they were like, why leave? We'll fucking stay here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sweeney is still, I mean. Kowloon's so, open every night. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're still here. So it's like, we kind of had to go, all right, we're going to get, either we're going to fucking be middlers for the rest of our lives or we going <laughs> to, we kind of all went to New York and uh, kind of had to make your bones out there. But there we go. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely another generation coming up. All right, can we get to the matchup of the week? Of course we can. All right, let's do it. It's time for the matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair Cigars. This is a hypothetical uh, match between suddenly be elected senator. Right now, the election. Don't forget to vote this Tuesday. Suddenly be elected as a senator versus suddenly become a CEO of a major company. You won't have any more knowledge about it, either job, than you do right now, but which one would you rather do? You're immediately a senator. This is easy. It is? Okay. What do you got? Senators. They don't know what they're doing, so it'd be easy to fit in being a fuck-up. Yeah? You don't want the... I'd say big money, but they're getting all kinds of kickbacks. Yeah. All kinds of shit's going public, there too. public speaking afterwards. Well, they got to well, public speak, right? See, you got to run for office again. It might be a short-lived uh, couple see, of years. The, the CEO, you might get canned in six months. The senator, but, you're there for four years. No, no. See, Barry's in. He's going in the wrong direction. Take the CEO because they all have a golden parachute. You yeah. pray yeah. that they're going to fire you in yeah. six months and you, you walk away with a million bucks. You do the CEO. Who wants? Not now. I'd be a senator in like the 50s, 60s, or 70s. I don't want to be a senator now. Yeah, when it was a big deal. No, because you can't do any devious shit. Everybody's just cell phone. Everybody's yeah. recording everything. You, so you, you want to be like a Teddy Kennedy senator. A senator. I don't want to murder a lady on a fucking bridge. No, but you walk. But you walk. That sets yes. a bar for you, yeah. right? So you can do whatever you want. Yeah. You may not want to murder yeah. the lady, but you yeah. can get away you with it. You don't have to. It's not a prerequisite. Maybe finger pop a mistress on the side. I don't want to kill anybody. Jesus. Well, you don't have to. You're not compelled to. Why can't I be fucking? Why can't it be Kennedy? Robert. I mean, uh, what's his name? The, the Kennedy that was just banging broads. What's his name? John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy. Yeah, I'd be him. He was the big one. Oh, he was. They all, the they all end up dead. Yeah. You don't so, want to be a Kennedy. Sorry, an L.A. guy already has the JFK. You get the Teddy. Okay. All right. Well, I would, I would mean, do I would do CEO. How about C you, Ray? CEO. Yeah, shoot me in the face if I was a <laughs> senator. You don't want politics? No, I'm not giving up my two-inch uh, in diameter bit for making glory holes, so I'm going CEO as well. <laughs> CEO's the call, Barry Stein. Yeah, senator for me. I lose this yeah. time. All right, that's uh, Victor Sinclair Cigars. Anyway, uh, Road Warrior, Ray Warren, where are you off to? Where, where, do, you go, where do you go from here? And it's just like the comedian. You know, I have a after brief, he's done here, uh, he goes on. You're the same thing. Exactly. I got a brief uh, stop at, at home for uh, just about uh, 18 hours. And then Which I'm, is Pennsylvania? Yep. Okay. Yep. I mean, uh, as they say, Lancaster or Lancaster. Uh, okay. And then I'm off to uh, Virginia. All I'll right. spend a, a week in Virginia and then a week uh, down in Miami. You've traveled the country? Quite a bit. Yeah. Quite you, a bit. And yeah. how about overseas? No. No, you don't no, have to do that. Haven't, uh, as, far, as far as I've gone is uh, Nicaragua. And always a, a, a beautiful trip. Uh, unfortunately, not right now. But uh, look forward to going back soon, hopefully. And yeah. Do you ever go to Cigar Republic in uh, New York, Westchester? I haven't been there yet. Oh, no. No. that's my cigar bar up there. 
That's where you hang out. My, that's a regular my next place. Trip. That's where we can find you. That's my. I, 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 it's so funny that they have this right near my house. Uh, I, there's a little, little sign that said cigars. It just said cigars. It was old. It was dry. And I went in one day, and it was this amazing little cigar uh, lounge. Nice. With a place, and I, I wound up joining. And then the last two years, they, they, they got a new building, and they revamped the whole thing, and it's fucking gorgeous. Right. Close to home. It's, yeah, it's right. I mean, fi- I could walk home if I wanted All to. Right. And there's a massage parlor downstairs. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, you want to make this place pop? <laughs> Get one of those places downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> don't need maybe, the, maybe the Nashua building. <laughs> really? <laughs> Rub so, and tug. Yeah, it's just so funny to see the guys walking out. Hey, what were you doing? <laughs> I got a text from somebody that you and said you were, I was uh, mentioned that you were coming on the show. Yeah. And uh, apparently you travel out of the country because uh, you went for the uh, went to Iraq. I did. I've been to Iraq twice. Oh my god. Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> I went with uh, Colin Quinn. The first time, right after the war started, um, it was uh, that was it was great. It was great. You don't hear that a lot. Went to Iraq. It was great. It was, I'll tell you why. It was the best shows. <laughs> I mean, when they asked me the first time, you want to go to Iraq? I was like, don't they have troops in Jersey? Can I really <laughs> get them before they go over? Right. Um, but I, I went, and it was it was the greatest gigs I've ever done in my life. Wow. Because these guys and girls, they don't have. They don't have entertainment. Yeah. And then you go over there and you give them this comedy show. We did a show. Uh, we, we, we flew in a Chinook helicopter around 100 feet off the ground uh, for three hours. Wow. Two in the morning. I mean, freezing. Doors open. Guys on 50 cows the whole way. Over the desert. 20 miles off the Syrian border. I remember we land and I, I broke all my little flashlights, the little sticks. And the guy yells at me, he goes, put those out, you motherfucker. You stupid idiot. You want to get shot? <laughs> I, oh, I just was lit up. Yeah. I was like, hey, we're here. But you here broke, I am. You snapped them for nervousness? I was just nervous. It was dark. Yeah. I'm scared of the dark. <laughs> and then, Maybe these will warm me up. Colin Quinn goes, you look like a plane landing a plane. <laughs> so, so, uh, But we show up, and there was literally 15 Marines in this little place no microphone wait they were waiting for us for three they were supposed to be there like eight or something i don't know what time they were waiting for us all night to come and they sat there with their guns waiting for the show and we came in and we did this show in the middle of the night for these 18 land and go we landed went in Fucking did a comedy show for two hours sat down no fuck that no they stuck us in a tent the next day we woke up there was just tanks rolling by it was fucking you can't, and, and you shake these, after the show, they grab you and they're like, thank you yeah, so much for coming here. And I'm like, fucking thank you. No shit. It's, it's, the, it's the best exchange I've ever gotten from after a show. You know what I mean? I mean, every, everybody means something to me after a show, but these, these people, it's just great. We did a show at the, I did one with Dane too. Uh, he went there. We did a show at the soccer stadium that Saddam uh, killed the soccer team when they lost. Wow. We did a show there for 4,000 troops. Wow. It was Ooh, fucking incredible. nuts. I shit on Saddam's gold toilet. Really? Yeah, I, took, I dropped a deuce. There we go. I have a photo of me right in his there gold go. toilet. I don't want to see it, but I'll uh, take your word for it. <laughs> it was, but, uh, it's you so could funny. send that to me through Facebook. Well. <laughs> I'd like to see that. Top that, Ray. What do you got? <laughs> you got nothing. <laughs> I mean, but that had to have been a hell of a bathroom. Yeah. Let me tell you something. His palace, because he had 38 of them, okay? And uh, right on, they, he literally put a wall up around the whole city, and he had all these palaces inside. So um, when we went there, 
we didn't, we didn't destroy any of the palaces because it was fortified. So what they did, they shot a rocket through his window of his bedroom just to let him know we can. We will fight. We're, yeah. we're coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then when they got there, they just took over all the palaces, and that was the basis. Wow. So all the bases that you went to, a lot of them were in these palaces. Wow. Uh, which, you know, and it's all the troops now. I remember the first time I got there. This is a true story. We got off, and I was scared. I, I'm serious. I was scared. Oh, sure. And I had a little light blue wheelie suitcase. I remember getting off the Chinook Hella, just the, the rocks were flipping it over. I kept having to flip it. And the guy walks up, he gave me a vest and a helmet. He's like, all right, be careful. I'm like, I know the bullets and you know, bombs. He goes, now, there was a zoo here. When we got here, they let all the animals out. We haven't caught the lions yet. Oh, like, my God. Hey, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> he gave me a helmet and a vest, not a chair and a whip. Yeah. What do you do with fucking that? Siegfried and Roy. How do you fucking how do you be careful of a lion, you asshole? Yeah. And you're not packing. <laughs> yeah, but no. But it was, it was the safest place. I mean, they took care of us, man. We were doing, like, you have to go from one base to the other in the middle of the night through the desert. And they would do 100 miles an hour down these roads with guys with guns uh, out the window. And uh, you'd just be in these convoys just fucking flying to go to a base to do a comedy show. And then in the middle of the night, just run right the fuck back. It was dangerous. It was crazy. It was funny, too, because they started lobbing mortars over when Colin was on. I go, you're bombing twice. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, uh, Ray Warren's here, and uh, he's off to run downstairs and sell some more of these things. But this is the T-52. What do we think of this? What, what, what flavor profile? We like it. We give the, it up. Uh, the Raisin Toast is kind of uh, just kind of gone to the backside with, with that sweetness, but I'm still picking up a lightly toasted component, almost like the crust on the honey wheat bread. Burnt, though. Yes. Are you sure you're not having o- a stroke? O- Overburnt. <laughs> yes. Like you, like you had the toaster setting on like seven. Yeah. You, you burnt yeah. the toast a little too much. It's yeah. still good, but it's a little burnt. You got some burnt ends here, right? Yeah. You hammer in a nail with that piece of toast. Yeah. yeah. Which I like. Yeah. I like Same how this here. thing is smoking. I, I mean, I've ha- I haven't had to touch this. Yeah. I haven't touched this since I, I lit it And you're it talking. Up. When you talk a lot, sometimes the cigar goes out. Oh. I had to hit it once, but this is great. that was it. So, uh, great cigar. Ray Warren, thank you. No, thanks thank you, guys. On. Thanks for everything you do. We appreciate you. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, you know what, dude? Robert Kelly has a podcast. We're going to talk to him about that podcast and smoke another cigar, a classic three-way, and let's see what Robert Kelly is into. If you haven't heard enough, we're live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. 
Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, 
attractively consistent in aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is George Padron from Padron Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back with our number two, broadcasting live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. With us, according to his Wikipedia page, he has a Wikipedia page, American stand-up comedian, actor, radio personality, and podcast host. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. How do you do that? How do you get a Wikipedia page? You know, you, it's, it's just awful. They, they said I was half Hawaiian for years. Or oh, Japanese. Like, I was doing shows like, so you're half Japanese? I'm like, no. Some asshole fan wrote it. Because you can put on whatever you want. They put on whatever you want. You can't take it off. So people thought I was half Japanese. I should have did that. I have a sitcom by now. Right. Yeah. Half Japanese, half Italian. <clears throat> All right. We're going to light up another cigar. You're not used to back-to-back, right? Yeah. Um, no, I, I've, I've done back-to-back. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. I've done back-to-back. Because yeah. we're professionals and we're used to doing this. But yeah. uh, it, this is the Via Havana, Barry. What do we got? So today's second cigar is the Via Havana Corojo. And it's manufactured in Costa Rica for Via Havana cigars, also known as Cuba Rica. The size is 6x52. It's called the El Moro. And it features an Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper over a top-secret binder and top-secret fillers. A single cigar will set you back $10.59, while a box of 20 is just $186.99, which is a savings of almost $25, or 12% off the box price on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. So we thought about you when we picked a cigar because I wanted to give you something you probably didn't have before. This is a Costa Rican cigar. Costa Rica. Yeah. So you've had Nicaraguan, Honduran, mm-hmm. Dominican, Cuban. maybe Cuban. Yeah. Costa Rica. Never had this cigar. Some great cigars out of Costa Rica. So here it is, an unfinished foot, meaning the, the wrapper continued on, and it's there. So when we light it and we take the first draw, you're going to actually draw in taste of the outside wrapper that's going to be added to it so i love when they do that see what this is all about it's time to cut our cigar the official cutting brought to you by perdomo cigars perdomo is the brand while all other brands were raising prices perdomo cut out the federal s-chip tax and actually lowered them perdomo cigars they stand for quality 
Tradition and excellence. Look at him behaving himself over there. Yeah, he knows how to do it now. I mean, you could have had somebody give me a little hint before the show started. (laughs) I thought you might have listened to the show before you came on the show. Listen, I'm on a lot of things. I'm going to tell you now. I'm going to be. I'm going to listen to the show every week now. All right, I'd love that. Not the whole show. All right, no, just I'm going to listen to most of it. Get in the chat room or something. <laughs> that, that'll make us. Uh... I'm, I'm, I'm serious. All this right. is this cigar. I've been looking for a show like this for a long time because the 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 um, information about cigars is part of why I love cigars. You know, because I don't drink, I don't do bourbon, right? I don't do wine, and I've you know I I always get jealous of these people. Oh, it's got a nutty, you know, right. and they sip it and smell it. But cigars is is that for me? So I love it. So so I I, I saw that you. You smell the cigar beforehand, which is great. Yep. You smell the body of the cigar, yep. which is the wrapper. This is the Corojo wrapper that's yep. on here. And then if it was an open foot, it's a closed foot. I don't know how much you're going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. But you smell the foot of the cigar, which is the inside tobacco of it. And again, the wrapper's covering mm-hmm. it, so you're not getting it. But normally, you'd, you'd smell the secret ingredient in here, but they're covering it. Yep. Whatever this is, they're not telling you what it is. But as you get, you do this each time, you learn what Nicaraguan tobacco, it, it almost is a... Um, Golden raisin. Golden raisin aroma type, to it. Aroma. And once you smell that, I'd say golden raisin to you. Each time you smell it, you'd, you'd smell it and know it. So somebody hands you a, quote, Cuban cigar, and you smell it, and you go, it's Nicaraguan. Because yeah. a lot of it is Nicaraguan, and right. it's, it's, not, it's not true in a lot of cases. Right. But um, you, you'll know a Cuban cigar, which is more like a, a smells like a barn, a uh, horse barn that was manure-ish sort like of thing. The cold drawer on the cigar, have you ever had? Pizza with extra cheese and pepperoni. Always. You add a little salt, a little garlic powder, some red pepper flakes. Get rid of everything but the red pepper flakes. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm getting. And take it all off. And Are you hot? <laughs> it's got the hot pepper that's left, but it, but it was sitting in the oil. And yes. The, I get you. <laughs> We're going to light our cigar today with the Virgo. See, you don't know, but I'm making fun of Jonathan. Yeah. Equalizer. Yeah. <laughs> The Vertigo Equalizer features a single action, flip top, four jets, a big window that you can see how much fuel you have, and a flip-out bullet punch, all for the low price of $19.99. That's the Vertigo Equalizer. And I know what you're wondering. Does it have the patented Vertigo big-ass tank? Yes, it does. You know, while I'm talking, you assholes are supposed to be lighting your cigars so that there's no... But remember, we had the... Outside wrapper on this, so I'm drawing the first puff in, I'm getting wrapper, and now I'm trying to get to the rest of the cigar. Again, Maybe I got to hit it a second time. Again, nobody told me that that you were talking and we're supposed to light, so <laughs> I guess I <laughs> fucked up again. <laughs> Next time you come on, if that ever happens, which we'd love to have you anytime you come to Boston, um, come and do our podcast. But you do your own pat podcast. Yeah. You know what, dude? Yes, sir. That's the name of it. You know what, dude? Yeah, you know what, dude? Yeah, that's. You're a dude guy. Well, that's you say, a, dude. That's I'd say, dude. Um, but it's funny. It's a thing that Billy Burr uh, did to me when we used to live together, and he'd be like, "You know what, dude?" Because anytime I had, anytime I got heated, I'd be like, "You know what, dude? These fucking people." Yeah. And I would always say that. So when I started my podcast, that's what I would always say. I'd be like, "You know what, dude? These people." You know. So that's where I got the name from. Um, yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. I actually have my own network, Riotcast Network. I see that, yeah. With uh, a friend of mine, Rob Sprantz, which uh, we've got a real diverse network, which I love. Nice. We get, uh, And they're all your shows. Yeah, we all, I mean, we have Nick DiPaolo. Um, we have uh, Chip Chipperson. Yeah. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> Fucking AKA Jim Norton. Jim Norton. It's literally a fucking character he does. Yeah. It was supposed to be a 15-minute podcast. 
The first episode got 100,000 views, mm. uh, like 90,000 down. It was cr- it's just like uh, – and it's like the number one podcast on my network, and it infuriates me. <laughs> uh, oh, it fucking aggravates me. But um, it's – yeah, we have him. We have Jim Florentine. We have, we have, uh, we have a bunch. We have uh, Live from the Cellar. All these shows have we we these shows have gone on to other places too. Yeah, like Sirius Satellite has taken a lot of these shows and put them on, but they originated with us. We we started these shows. We were like you know like Noam from the Comedy Cellar. I don't know if you look. He has a podcast. He does live from the table at the cellar once a week, where he uh, he sits down with com. He sits down with everybody, not just comics, uh, but everybody. Um, and uh, it's it's uh, a proud show. We have a we have a, a transgender porn star Bailey J and her husband. Do a podcast on the net, which is fan. They're just nerds too. So uh, much like what we're doing here with the United Podcast Network and different shows, you're doing the same. We thing. do the same thing. It's it's a bunch of different shows, and uh, they're all under our, our umbrella. And uh, it's uh, we have a studio above the Comedy Cellar that uh, I built. Uh, you know, started out with uh, I think we had a butcher block and some blankets that I put up in gnomes. Gnome's bed, like living room. Yeah. Like, he moved out of the city because he's making a ton of cash now. We still have our folding table, right? Yeah, yeah, That's how it starts. It starts out real yeah. small because you just love doing the, the podcast. Yeah. I love podcasting. I think it's great because you, you don't have to wait for somebody to go on a radio show and yeah. wait, you know, or a TV, whatever. You just set up some mics. And, and you it's yap. there when the person wants to listen to it. It's on demand. It. It's on demand. So there may be a handful of people listening, but during the week, we're going to have thousands, hundreds of thousands of people going to end up listening around the world when they feel like it. It changed everything yeah. i think you know because back in the day they gave you what they wanted to give you now you get the real deal you can find your show you can find yeah. what you want and it's it's not censored it's not it's it, it is what it is whether you like it or not you yeah know, which i love about it and um yeah i, I think podcasting is the greatest because i mean when, when the fuck would we all sit down and yap about cigars right you know, and I mean, this is crazy. I mean, you're taking it to another level. I mean, you're. In- so, what is it like there that's different from here? Because I've never been to know. anybody else's. I don't know. I don't know. Fucking everything. Really? <laughs> I don't know. You're a fucking millionaire. I don't know what's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't- it's it's like when I when I did two guys smoke shop. I never been to other people's places, so I didn't know what to do. So I did this <coughs> because I said this is yeah. a cigar shop, and then it became okay. This is a. I don't know what what one that isn't correct. No, this is this is great. This is amazing. I mean, this is the way it should be done. You know, you got to. But you, you have a producer that's handling your knobs, have, so you don't have to. You don't have to do the knobs while you. I did to talk. them at the beginning. Yeah, I did all that shit at the beginning. But it makes it so you can't pay. Attention. I would lose every other podcast because yeah. I just delete it by accident. <laughs> um, yeah. So now I have a producer. We have producers. We have you know twenty something shows on the network. Uh, not all of them are in the studio, but um, they a, send, most they of send them the are. They after and say, here, we go have, put it up. Yeah, we have a five-camera shoot. Um, wow. Well, the same cameras you have. All right. Um, we just have five of them. That's all. all. right. Uh, you can have five, too. Wow, just we only have three. We need two more. We need actually three more. All right. You, all can right. Stop, <laughs> you can stop talking about the cameras now. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> well, it's not that bad. I mean, but anyways. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 basically, the, you know, what you're doing here, uh, you know, uh, you know, I love. I mean, my podcast has been around for a long time. My podcast, I wanted a thing where you know, where comics sit down at the back of a comedy club when, before we're going on. Yeah, and we just shoot the shit, and it goes from politics to busting balls to you know, uh, serious to 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 date, whatever the fuck it is. And, and I did listen. I prepped before I came on and did listen to your show just so I could see what that was about. But we have Tony V on another show on yeah. this podcast, Real Estate House Party. Yeah. And I'll tell you, they bring on some comedians and 
to talking real estate, but the show was great, but the before and after the show was even greater. And oh, I've yeah, said yeah. to them many times, we should be running <laughs> tape here or whatever you call it, having yeah. the audio run because the funniest stuff happens when the mic is off. I, 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 I am a firm believer with comics, no topic, no nothing. There's no guidelines. Let's just turn the mics on. And if it sucks, it sucks. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. And, and the fu- I have a bomb bandana on my microphone. If you if you if you try a joke and it sucks and it bombs, you get that. You, we throw that at you. You have to put it on your mic so we know who the last person who sucked was. All right. So before everybody's kind of trying to get a good one in, stay in the conversation. But you can't fuck up because if you fuck up, we're attacking you. Yeah. We're get we're slamming you, and it's usually me who gets fucking attacked. By the way, <laughs> but it's it's a it's a very funny podcast, and it's but it does we we tackle a lot of you know serious stuff too. I've I've had fights on my podcast. I had a stripper almost beat up a guy. Um, I've almost gotten into a fight. I've, I've told people to get the fuck out of the studio. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I got a shit temper. You know now you I mean? got another one that's live from the shed. This yeah. is your shed where you smoke cigars. <laughs> this is, I, I had a guy, Mike's Amish Sheds. I went there and I, to, I told him what I wanted. I was supposed to get a shed for storage. Just, a, just an, uh, maybe a six by six. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? Uh, I went there and I go, make it 16 by 18. <laughs> and cut it down the middle. <laughs> I put electricity in one half. And when they dropped it off, my mother was like, what the fuck did you do? And I, I went in, I furnished the whole thing myself, and I shoot a show out of my shed called Live from the Shed, but I do it with three iPhones, because the iPhones are 4K now. Really? I wanted to shoot a show where I don't have to leave my house, I'll ship somebody up with Uber, and uh, I, I can just, it's, it's so, technology to me is what made all this possible. Yeah. You don't need five camera guys here. You don't need, you know, I mean, look, mm-hmm. that's your producer. Yeah. You know what I mean? He knows everything now. Yeah. He learned everything. Yeah. So it's like you can learn all this shit yourself and do things yourself. And technology is so mm. small and, 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 and easy now that you can do it. So that's what I do. I shoot a show out of my shed. I just had the, the keyboard player from Bon Jovi up in my shed. <laughs> and it's funny, too, because they all say the same thing. Oh, it's a real fucking shed. Yeah, really? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's they, why we call it that. They right? thought it was like some set with a shed. And it's like, no, it's in my backyard. There's no heat. There's no fucking, you know, there's no, uh, it's cold or hot. It depends on the weather. And uh, we So in, should, the, in the winter, you're going to bundle up and do the show? There's something about doing the shed, though, with not a big crew, with not a, anybody there, that people open up. That people, mm. ju- you wind up just chilling and just fucking talking. Like you would at a cigar bar, and you yap about whatever the fuck it is, and you're more honest about that stuff. So. And, I, and I think people want to know the real life of the comedian, of what's, what's really going on with him. Yeah. I, of uh, two comedians talking to each other. That's why I say the stuff after these guys are talking yeah. is the best part that I get interested in anyway. Yeah. And, it, and it's funny on top of it. But it's not part of their shtick. And I've said out loud at, at certain ones, you got to add that. We had yeah. Christine Hurley in the other day, right. and she She's said so something, funny. and I said, oh, my God, that was so funny. You got to add that. And she said, I think I'm going to add it. Yeah. I think oh, I'm going to so funny. She- you should, yeah, I mean, it's, it's true. You say the funniest shit just yeah. yapping. That's where all my jokes come from, just hanging out. That's because that's the way your mind works, to be, able to, to be able to pull that off. Yeah. But right now, it's time for the Don Raphael Offer of the Day. The Don Raphael Offer of the Day is brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? Today, $1,000. Would you wear a Charlie Chaplin mustache for a week? 
You got to go around. You got to do all your regular stuff you got to do. The Charlie Chaplin mustache that could be looked upon as a different mustache. Perhaps the Hitler mustache? Could be. I think he ruined that mustache look for everybody. You don't see that around much anymore. No, you don't. But the Charlie Chaplin. I saw an old guy with a Walmart hat a couple weeks ago. Really? I swear to God. I was with my wife. I go, the guy has a Hitler mustache. This guy don't give a fuck. Maybe he was a Charlie Chaplin fan. Can you imagine showing up on stage tonight at Boston Garden and you got that mustache? And I don't think it would fly in no? Boston. No. Not, not, not in this atmosphere. It definitely wouldn't fly no. in Pittsburgh. Not no. with that haircut. You got it no. going on right here. You just leave that. You got a Hashtag too soon. I don't know. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I don't know if I'd wear a thousand dollars at Charlie Chaplin. Do I get the hat and the cane too? No, nope. no. All right. Well, you don't get it, but that doesn't mean you couldn't wear it. I don't mind kidding. I'd do it. I'd wear a shit mustache for a thousand dollars. Yeah. Is it cash? Cash. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. in. <laughs> Next time I shave the foo, I'm gonna leave the, the stash. Just put I'm, the picture up on do, social media. I'm gonna do the show. I'm gonna do the show. Do yeah. the show? I'll do the show. The next time I shave off the foo, I will... Uh, will that be good for ratings or very bad? <laughs> I don't know. My last name's Stein. I can get away with it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, well, you get away with it. You'd have to really have that shirt that says your name on it. Right. <laughs> have the Star of David with there, diamonds. There, there, is a, there, there is a line in comedy, right? You can't, it would be funny, but... Eh, you gotta uh, Look, I think the Hitler mustache is not... You know, I don't think that's in right now. <laughs> <laughs> I still think that's a little... A little <laughs> you know what I mean? That's um, so weird that he took out a whole fucking mustache. Imagine he took it out. I mean, took it out. Right. And the name Hitler. Yep. <laughs> you can't name your kid Hitler. No. You know, you know what I mean? What if you're born and that's your last name? What you do you can, do? There's well, actually a movie on that of, of Hitler's. Yeah, but you can't have like, hey, it's my son, Hitler Kelly. Yeah. Be like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, you can't. You, they name Hitler. And I the ruined it for everybody. I yeah. think Adolf is probably out as well. You don't hear that name. No, no, around. not so much. Yeah, Adolf, you can't have Adolf. You can't have Hitler. You can't have the mustache. That dumb haircut's got to go, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's whatever. Ru- the, ruined it for everybody. Looks like a doll wig. <laughs> <laughs> comics come home. That's what's tonight in yeah. Boston. Christine Hurley's on it, too. What is the idea of Comics Come Home? Comics Come Home is the longest running charity comic event in the history of uh Charity comic events. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that went out there. There we go. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> really repetitive asshole I am. I sounded so great coming into that, didn't I? No, nope, yeah. but it, um, it's been going on for a long time. <coughs> it's been going on for years. And, and, and Dennis Leary and Cam Neely put this together years ago. And it started out at a small, uh, I think the Orpheum. Um, and now it's at the Boston Garden. It's thousands and thousands of people show up. And the comics that are on it, I mean, every year it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And do um, you do it out of the goodness of your heart, or you have to actually be asked to do it? Oh, you have to be. Dennis will ask you to do it, yes. And he switches it up every year. Okay. Uh, I've been lucky enough that Dennis has asked me to do it the last, I think, five years in a wow. row. Lenny does it every year. Uh, I think Christine's doing it a lot, too. Uh, he uses Boston guys. Um, but it's 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 uh, and you would it, have had to be a comic from Boston. Not or? really, no, no, oh, okay. no, no, not anymore. It's because it's bigger than that now. All right. I mean, they have Boston comics on it every year, absolutely. But it's bigger than that now. And the money they raised, they've raised, I think, thirty million dollars. Wow. For this chat, and 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 the Cam Neely Foundation does so much 
for cancer patients to help them out and, and, and be there for them and, and into cancer research. And, you know, Cam, let me tell you something. He's one of the toughest motherfuckers ever. I remember him playing hockey. Yeah. He's a big guy, but he's, his heart is even bigger, man. He usually goes up at the beginning and says a few words. And, and, if, and if you're not crying after Cam talks, I, you're not a human to me. Yeah. Every year I'm emotional just listening to him because he cares so much about this. And, and uh, the people that show up are fucking... I mean, it's just a great gig to, to do and be a part of. And I've been lucky enough with Dennis, who I love. You know, he's treated me so well. He comes up every year? Yeah, even though when he meets me, he's like, hey, what's up, cocksucker? How you doing? It's like, all right, relax. What are you, my second stepdad? Uh, <laughs> he really does treat me abusive. <laughs> but that means, you know, he loves me. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I've been lucky enough to do it the last few years. Yeah. And then have a good time at it. It's, it's crazy, man. You're going up at the garden. Right. And, and you walk out and there's a sea of people and you're following you know, like, you know, Jimmy Fallon. It's like, I shouldn't be here. No, you should I'm a shit dick from Medford. And then you, <laughs> you know what I mean? You go up and then you, the people start laughing and this wave comes at you. And it's, it's one of the most epic events ever uh, that uh, I've ever done. And I'm, I'm really, that and, and going to Iraq, these type of oh things. Oh my God, what stories. Uh, are fucking great. But yeah, last year they had, uh, um, they have the party after, you know, and this is the party. Because I have a huge Irish Catholic family. So I think 40 of them went last year. Wow. So after the show, you know, they're like, uh, you know, you got 40 people waiting in their chairs for it. I had to go out. I got them all back into the fucking, which you really don't want to do. Because, you know, they're back there with all these famous people. And my brother's fucking shit face trying to hit on somebody's <laughs> daughter. You know what I mean? I don't know whose fucking daughter that is. You know, the, and then he's like, dude, are you a better than fucking? It's like, shut up. Right? His fucking mother's right behind yeah. you, asshole. Is <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It's all right. Medfit, chill. But, uh, yeah, it's a great event. I love it. You still consider yourself a Boston comic? Yeah, dude. Yeah? Well, it's a weird thing that people that come from... People move to New York. I've been in New York for almost 20 years, okay? Wow. Pe people that move to New York from other places in the country, they're like, oh, I'm, I live... Where are you from? New York. And I want to go, no, you're not. Because if you're from Boston, when they go, where are you from? I'm from Boston originally. I have to say that. There's just something with right. Boston and New York... That if I get caught saying New York, I'll be fucking crucified. And I, I wouldn't want to say that. I'm a, I, am, I would think I'm a New Yorker too, but I'm from Boston originally. This is my hometown, and I'm very proud of Boston. Red Sox or Yankees? Yeah, Come on, son. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Are you out of your mind? Are you listening? Are you listening? So Yankees? Are you out of your mind? Yeah. Well, I have a five-year-old. That's the thing. Yeah, is that, he's a New Yorker, right? Well, he was born in Manhattan. And I, I, I'm going to let him choose. You know, I'm not going to force the Red Sox Patriots. I'm not going to force championship town down his throat. You know what I mean? Right. But if I he wants do, to go with a loser, he can. If he wants That's to go with a losing franchise yeah. that really, you know, can't get it together in any fucking sport. Could, yeah. could you really live with him being a Jets fan? No. I mean, oh, that's... Could he really live with it is the question. <laughs> fucking look. It's like being a Dolphins fan. Hey, I'm um, from New York and I was a Patriots fan. Yeah? Then. You know, then. So it just tells you how much the Jets. I talk. think I, I I am you know I am like he watched the game with me the other night. We stayed up till two thirty in the morning watching the Red Sox, uh, and he yeah. loved it. Okay. Uh, he watched the World Series with me. And he loves the Red Sox. He loves getting. So I, I think he's going to be a Red Sox. Fan All actually. right, yeah. And yeah. is your wife a New Yorker? Or is she? No, I'm right. I'm a Pollock from Everett. Everett. <laughs> yeah, I always. <laughs> That's where I'm from. Oh, what's really? Your, what's your last name? Uh, Weatherby. Weatherby. Yeah, her father used to deliver milk. I used to say, if you don't like the others, call Don. That was on the side of his truck. Really? If you don't like the others, call Don. Yeah, he was the best. Yeah, she's from uh, Everett. I met her at La Familia Giorgio's All right. when we were waiting tables because I'd quit every day at 3 o'clock. 
because I was on Newbury Street and I had to go do shows. And if someone came in, you'd have to stay until these fucking, you know, someone from Denmark finishes their fucking scampi, yeah. which takes five hours because they're yapping. I just quit. I got to go. And she would take my tables every day. Ah. I wanted nothing to do with her. Yeah. And, uh, Let you me know, marry her. And then one day we hung out. She gave me a ride home and we wound up going on a date. And then I took her to my spot in Marblehead by the beach on a rock. I know it. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, 13 work. stairs, 13 steps. I, they call, yeah. I took her over there. Yeah. And yeah. then we fooled around. You know, for now, if I did it, I you know, sexual assault back right. then, that's how you got a wife. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I really I remember taking out, and she's like, no. And I'm like, come on. And did you see your comedy before? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, of course. She's fucking. Sure at the Colons. I went out, brought ah. up to the Colons. I did a show. And uh, after that, we went to the Rock yeah. of Love. And now she has a house and a kid. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> she was a slut for eight minutes. Now she has a house and a kid. There we go. <laughs> uh, so uh, the, the Boston comedians that are uh, that you look up to, did any of them help you along the way to get you where to yeah, get you? Of course, yeah. Man. I mean, yes. Uh, you know, a lot, all, of com- a lot of comedians. Ah, you know, I'm by themselves, and they hate the other comedians and stuff. And no, you know, competition. I mean, in other words, look, com- Boston comics. That that comes with not be- that comes with being insecure as a comic. Okay. And Boston comics, they're not. None of them are insecure about being comics. They know, they <clears> know no. they're good. They, 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 they like just you want, say they're going to kill it no matter what. They go the fuck out. I mean, dude, it's not even funny how we used to watch these guys go up and just murder on a fucking Tuesday. <clears throat> but, excuse me. But, um, yeah. Here's they, my other ear drum. They, they, <laughs> sorry, buddy. Um, they, <laughs> they, uh, they, yeah, they, they, no, no, they all helped. I mean, they all were there. Rich Seisler, Tony V, uh, you know, uh, uh, all, all the guys, Don Gavin, all these fucking guys would sit down. Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox was the nicest guy. I was going to quit comedy one night. I was fucking done because I quit comedy for two years to do oh, acting. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I did this. I got a movie and then another movie and then I got a play in Boston at the BCA. So I kind of dropped out for a couple of years to do this shit. I came back and I was, I was behind Billy and, and Patrice and Dane and I, was, I had to start over. So I wasn't getting on anywhere, and I was fucking like, this sucks. And then one night, I was like, I'm out. Fuck this. And Noxie was like, you want to do five minutes? And I was like, yeah. And he gave me five minutes at Nick's downtown, and I went up, and I killed, and I got that thing again. And he he kept it alive in me. And he was like, you did good. Come back next week. So I came back, and and then I was in. So, yeah, they really cultivate and and help each other here. Boston comic community is one of the best communities, if not the best comic community in the world, nice. I think, All personally. Right. Well, you've been what around. A, you, you did L.A. and everything, right? I went to L.A. for two years. Yeah. Ugh, I, became, Patrice, I remember I, I, I couldn't even get on stage out there. They wouldn't even let me on stage for two years. Wow. And then uh, I tried and blah, 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 and nobody helped. Nobody helped me. Out there. Nobody would, hey, come here. And uh, I remember Patrice came to my house, and uh, he was staying at my place for like a week. And one day I was barbecuing chicken. I gave it to him, and he goes, Bobby, he ate my chicken. He's like, Bobby, you got you to gotta leave. I'm like, why? He goes, you got to move back to New York right now. I'm like, why? He goes, this is the best barbecue fucking chicken I've ever had in my life. You're a cook. You're not a comic. Oh, You're a no. chef. Because <laughs> I just became a, I was watching Food Network and just staying <laughs> up all go. night and cooking Cornish game heads and shit. And, and I left, I think two, two months later, I fucking moved from L.A., went back to New York and had to start over but, and then and went from there. So 
But yeah. New York, not dramatically different than Boston. Like L.A. would be dramatically different. New York, it's uh, New York. What it is is uh, it's fifteen minute sets. You understand? So you're doing they're called uh, showcase sets. You're not doing hours in New York City. It's uh, you know it's fifteen, ten, fifteen, twenty minute sets. And is you know the the you know the funniest guys walking the earth are going on there. Yeah. So you you know like you, I would go on at the Boston Comedy Club. It'd be Billy Bird, Dave Chappelle, wow. Jay Moore, Jim Brewer, uh, Patrice O'Neill. Um, you know the, that would be the show, and you'd be going on like at the end, and you'd have to and there'd be like eight people left, and you had to do well uh, to come back because you got that opportunity. If you fucking blew, you're not coming back. So it was, it was very similar to Boston when I went there. Wow. That's why Boston comics stay where the fuck you are until you're at, you're, you're a monster. Yeah. Until you're the motherfucker, and then go to New York or L.A. Because when you go to New York and L.A., you're the new guy. Yep. But you're a, but you're a fucking monster. So when you get that five minute, ten minute set, it doesn't fucking matter to you. You've been doing, you know what I mean? You're yeah. headlining back here. You're but that's why it. some of them ain't leaving, probably. It's like, uh, I'm going to get whatever I want, whenever I want it here. I'm going to go there and start over. Yeah. Well, I actually talked to Tony about that when he did my podcast. Yeah. I'm like, why? You guys are the funniest people I've ever, you know. He's like, because we started this, he said. He goes, this is ours. Yeah, we own there it. There was nothing here. We started it. <coughs> it's ours. Why the fuck am I leaving? I'm not, I'm not giving this to somebody else. And you can make a living here. You can have a great life as a comic yeah. in, in, in Boston. So, All right. I want to get into that. When we uh, come back, uh, we're going to take a peek into the asylum, a classic three-way. And I want to find out about, about your films and TV and see if you've got something coming on. We'll be right back. We're live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice it's sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding. The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. 
Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameroon binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. Ooh. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by Cigar Master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. Hey, what's up, people? This is David Ortiz, Big Poppy from the Big Poppy Cigar. You're listening to Cigar Auditorium. And we're back. We're smoking 
via Havana Corojo with Robert Kelly, formerly of Medford, Mass., right here in there, Boston. Yeah. And he's up here because Comics Come Home is tonight, right? Is it tonight? Tonight, yeah. Tonight. Yeah. Tonight, it's tonight. Dennis Leary, Lenny Clark, Jim Brewer, Christine Hurley, and, of course, Robert Kelly. And Robert Kelly just doesn't do comedy. He's been in lots of films. Uh, is that the ultimate goal, to get TV or movies? Um, I mean, for me, because I've always done acting side by yeah. side. Let me take these fucking glasses off. Um, I've always done it side by side, even when I, beginning when I started. So I like being, I like acting. I like TV. I like doing movies. TV is my favorite, you know, because now TV, back in the day, TV comedies were, you know, a four camera shoot, a live studio audience, applause thing. It was all phony horseshit. Yeah. But now they shoot comedies like movies, like little movies, um, which I love. And, um, you ever so, do that warm-up thing that you're warming up a TV show? Yeah, I, I, I can't do it uh, because I'm too unpredictable. I say fucked up shit too much. Yeah. I don't have a filter that you have to put on. I know guys that do it, like Joey Cola, one of the funniest guys out there. He, that's his job. He, he does that for like Rachel Ray. Yeah. And he's great at it. He can just walk out in front of a crowd and, and walk that line. Of, of, of not f- offending anybody. Yeah, yeah. That's that corporate shit I can't really do. And part of your thing is offending people. It's part of the... I think so. Yeah. I think I should make you go, what the fuck? Why would I ever laugh at that? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean... Hey, dude, what's up with that? You yeah, know? like, yeah. you know... Yeah, there's something about that to me that I like. I mean, it's, you know, that's how I'm funny. So yeah. I would love to be able to do... You know how much money's in that? Warm-up, guys? It's a, that's a regular gig. Five nights a week. Going out, you work for a couple hours, you go home, you get a fat check. Yeah, nice. You have to go on the road. Right. Oh, how great is Stay that? There, hit the comedy clubs that you want to do when you don't have to do it, and that's it. <clears throat> yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah, but yeah. You, you don't change up your act. You are who you are, and that's that. I, yeah, I don't have that ability. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I did. Let me say this, though. My next hour. Hang on. I'm going to cough. I don't want to get it yelled at. <laughs> yeah, coughing on a cigar podcast. That's not. No, that's no. Barry does it all the time. Bad news. <laughs> um. Um, yeah, I, I, I think my next hour, I'm, I'm, I might be throwing this idea. I want to do a half clean, a half hour clean, and the next half hour dirty. Mm. So the hour, the first half will be clean, and the second half will be just disgusting. I've tried it a couple times, mm. and it's, it just sucks because the second half is so much funnier. People fucking dying on the second half, and the first half is funny, but it's not as funny as the second I think half. be who you are. I yeah. mean, yeah. I, I, I've heard a lot of it and uh, great stuff. And you can go an hour straight of your, your routine and keep them going. You make more money clean, though. Yeah? Absolutely. You make way more money if you're clean. All right. Absolutely. Because serious, put your stuff on the radio, put right. your stuff on. So if you can be clean, you're making so much more. And at corporate gigs, there's so much money in that. I know guys that do that, and they just make tons of cash. I've been, I've been listening all week to the Comedy Channel trying to find you on there, and I did not catch it. But because, yeah, you, I'm not. Yeah. If, I, if I had a half hour of clean stuff, they would, uh, they would, I'd be on there all the time. But you, they, it's all clean. It's all clean. All How right. do you handle people? It must happen, maybe not on purpose, but people yeah. that end up stealing your material. How well, do you, well you, you can't do that to me because mine's personal. You know, mine is happening with me. Personal story. Yeah, when I when all my stuff that I'm talking about pretty much is kind of what happened in my life. Uh, you know, I have a whole thing in my the, the end of my act where my wife after eight weeks after we had the baby, she was like, "Let's have sex," and I was like, "I'm I'm good. Like I don't want to I don't want to see." Anything. I was there in the room when it came out, and she got mad, and I'm like, you know, 
what the fuck, you know? I saw a head come out. He had yeah. full hair. Yeah. It looked like a Chinese guy working in your vagina. Yeah. And I was like, and you pooed. Did you know you shit? Yeah. So I, ta- I saw two births. I saw a child and a tree trunk shot out of your asshole. I'm not going to forget that for a long time. So let's just bring it down. So, you know, that actually happened. She, she pooped her pants. And, uh, you know, um, I, I, I bring that on stage and I try to retell that story and add the punchlines in it. My favorite thing is like people don't know when I'm making shit up because I do, I do fuck around a lot. Or, or is, is that a joke? Yeah. I, for me, that's kind of my thing. Like, and, you don't and know. you have to jump in every once in a while when you get the, oh, I'm joking around. Let them know. Uh, once in a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah you got you gotta, <coughs> a lot of cl- crowds now, especially in New York. You have to loosen them up because they just saw three guys that were crystal clean doing yeah. tonight show comedy, set up punch tag. Yeah. And they're like, and they love it. That's great. And then you come up and it's like a slap in the face. And especially with younger, younger people now, it's harder for them to laugh because uh, they're brought up very sensitive. Yeah. Very, yeah. you know, Things very. Things have changed so dramatic that Very way. politically Snowflakes. correct. Yeah, well, yeah, it's not that. It, I think they think they, they're doing something wrong if they laugh they, at that. They don't know, and it, that's what I'm saying. Like by the end of it, you break them down, and they're they're laughing. It's like, yeah, stupid. Just chill the fuck. It's jokes. When the LOL thing started on social media and stuff, somebody wrote something that was so friggin' funny, and I wrote LOL, and that was all I wrote. And I got direct email messages to me. I'm not doing business with you anymore. Blah yeah. blah 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 blah. And I'm like, oh my god. And my, my response back, I actually laughed out loud, right. and it was funny. Yeah. I don't agree with you should do whatever terrible right. thing the guy was saying. Was that not funny? And no response back. And I'm like, all right, I got to just be careful. What you, you have to, you, when, you, when you say something or laugh, it's, you have to, for me, you have to make sure that you're, you're, that's genuine. If it's genuine, you, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. You don't apologize. It, but, you know, I don't like, like, I've, I've done stuff or said stuff that I didn't mean or I just said to yeah. me. And, it, and I was like, ah, shit, I wish I didn't do that or yeah. I wish I didn't say that. I've done those things. We've all done them. And you, you take it out of your, your act? Have you ever taken something out and say, I can't do that one? Um, I can't do the Hitler mustache. Can't do it. Yeah, I mean, I've done, I've done a couple things. I've yeah. been like, ah, it's a little too. I've been on stage where I've said something that was too... I did this joke where I was like, uh, fat guys. I talk about, because I'm chubby, I talk about fat guys. We never get arrested, you know, because uh, I, I don't have to do anything you escape from. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm I'm not, not robbing I'm a bank. I'm not bag. running anywhere. I'm not robbing a bank unless there's an escalator to yeah. an elevator with a van and yeah. midgets that are going to help me in the van. <laughs> you know, and then, uh, you know, the fat guys are never in jail. And I'm like, well, you know, uh, except pedophiles. We do we do, do that. Yeah. <laughs> we, I go, we molest. Yeah. You know, but, that, that... <laughs> I got a couple of things with that. <laughs> yeah, right. But I was like, come on, that's funny. Yeah. But I, I was like, all right, that's a little too far for some, some crowds. But my crowd, when, there's nothing better when your fans come to see you. That's what you want to do right. as a comic. Get your fan base. Because when they come, they get it. All you can say whatever off. the fuck you, you want. You want your people there. They expect it. Yeah. They'd actually be yelling if, if you weren't putting it out. They, yeah. Tell the one about the thing. Yeah, they, yeah. They're, they're coming to see what you do. Yeah. Comedy's personal. That's why I'll never see a comic's not funny. Because to somebody he is yeah. or she is. Yeah. Comics that go, he's not funny or she's not funny. You're an asshole. Because you don't know. Comedy's personal. It's like, a, it's like seeing a painting or a movie. People like different shit. So I'll never say that somebody's not funny because they're funny to some group of people. But if, if you're headlining at somebody's comedy thing, you're the headliner. The guy before you, yeah. it's, they're not coming for him. Right. 
but you're mostly the, at, yeah. at this point in your life, you're the headliner? Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, yeah. When I'm on the road, that's what I do. Yeah. yeah. I've had one club guy actually came to me and gave me some, he's like, listen, you, I don't want you to talk about this and don't do that. And if you can keep it. And I said, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to leave. Uh, Cause you don't tell me, you can't tell me what to do. Yeah, it's literally in my contract. I have creative freedom because it's like, and he's like, what? I'm like, I'm going to leave because you hired the wrong guy. I do. I, you don't tell me what to fuck. Just I like you're, you're art. You're an artist. I'm doing you're what doing, I do. You're going to paint. You, you have to paint. And that's you have it. to trust me yeah. to know. I know how far to take it. That's what comics do. Yeah. I know. I'm up there. I'm looking at their faces. Yeah. I, 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 I know how far to take it. 99.9% of yeah. the time. That's the hard part of it. Yeah. Is doing this and knowing how to make these people laugh at what you are saying. As opposed to what the guy before you said. You know what I mean? Or the, you know, whatever. So I, I, he was like, oh, all right. Well, you know, you can do it. Just, I was like, all right, back off. And then I went up and did it. And he was like, that was great. Of course it is stupid. You know what I mean? I'm a comic. <laughs> That's, That's right. What I do. All right, let's squeeze this in. It's time to take a peek in the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away. Ha-ha. They're coming to take me away. Ho-ho. Hee-hee. Ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away. Ha-ha. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Gotta make this good, Barry. Asylum, <laughs> oh, thanks for the pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. Who, pray tell, would want to steal a 10-foot by 10-foot 150-pound pink inflatable intestine, which is shaped like an archway and offers something of a colonoscopy walking tour. Yes, I know. I, too, thought it would have been Mr. Jonathan, but that was not the case. Police were well aware of the scope of the crime, and there was little obstruction of justice as they flushed out what happened and got to the bottom of it. Thanks to a tip from their number two informant, officers found the giant inflatable pilfered intestine in a vacant house, and it is now returned to its rightful place as a starting point for get your rearing gear walks and races to bring awareness to colon cancer. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. Crazy. That was good. They stole it. No. Yeah. Good for them. I yeah. like what you did there with scope. Yeah. Number two informant. But Joe, you got some stuff in there. It's very important, your colon. I just had my colonoscopy this year. And you liked it. I loved it. Oh, my God. I loved it. Oh, my God. They gave you that Michael Jackson drug? Yeah. Oh, my God. After it's over, it's like, wow, really? This happened? I want to do it again. Yeah. Curb your enthusiasm. You did that. I did do that. I got, you know, it's so funny. That show, when you audition, they give you a little little sliver of the scene, what it's supposed to be, and then you improv the whole thing. That's what I heard. So I'm in there with Larry David, and it's it's crazy. You're in there trying to, you know... <clears throat> so they gave me this part. I was a Boston Red Sox fan, and um, what's his oh, uh, to the knees, uh, to the knees. Buckner, Buck, Buckner, Buck, Bill okay. Buckner. So it's Bill Buckner's walking out of a building, and me and this other kid, a Red Sox fan, and we start yelling shit at him. <laughs> so we get there. Bu- I meet Buckner, greatest guy ever. Fly yeah. fisherman. I love fly fishing. We're talking about fly fishing. He's just the best. So we start this scene, and he walks out. And they're like, all right, just do your thing. So we walk out, and he comes out. We're like, hey, Buckner, you fucking piece of shit. Fuck you and your mother. The fucking cocksucker, right? And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Buckner's like, 
Hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, acting. It's acting. They're like, hey guys, you got to take it down. <laughs> we're like, oh, all right. We didn't know you said go. So we did it again, and he walks out. We're like, hey, you fucking loser, right? And they're like, stop, cut, listen, guys. Because <laughs> Buckley's like, guys, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sign up for this shit. So then I'm like, he walks out again. And I, I come up with this line. I'm like, hey, Buckner, get a time machine, go back to '86, and bang your knees, you loser. And they're like. Listen, you gotta stop. <laughs> well, so hey, where well, do you want me to go here? Well, exactly. <laughs> so it's by the end. Like, we're like, "Hey, Buckner, you stink," and that's it, right? Or whatever oh, we said. God. So then they go, "Well, one more take. Do it. You got have fun. Do your thing." But you know, so we go. Uh, we, we we he walks out. I go, "Hey, Buckner, you suck." And the guy next to me goes, "Hey, Buckner, fuck your mother's asshole." <laughs> and they were like, "Whoa, <laughs> we'll take that one. We're gonna take." <laughs> what the? And Buckner just like his head was down, like Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I felt terrible. It's like what the fuck. But they, it was, it was actually great to meet them and and do that show. That show was great. Yeah, yeah, it was. And to be a Red Sox fan was awesome. I too. heard it was so much improv. I was wondering all that, if that fucking was really true. All, yeah, all improv. Unless you go too far with fucking Bill Buckner, <laughs> then you're gonna <laughs> cut it way back on the improv. Yeah. You know. So we got Robert Kelly Nova, eight, November eight, nine, and ten at Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis. The fifteenth at Lucy's Last Laugh Lounge yeah. in Pleasantville, New York. Yeah, it's five minutes away from my house. I'm really? So yeah, I'm Good. excited. And the sixteenth and seventeenth, Uncle Vinny's at Point Pleasant, New Jersey. Yeah, great That's little what you got club coming up, and and it's uh, pretty much every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You're out there on the there and yeah, traveling I, on I, Wednesdays and traveling back on Sundays. I do I do Thursday travel because I have the kid now. Okay. I try to I don't. I come home on Sundays. Spend as much time as I can yeah. with the kid because he's five. There's yeah. gonna be a day where he's gonna tell me to go fuck off. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. yeah, I do. Uh, usually Thursday, Friday, Saturdays is my gigs. And uh, like Uncle Vinny's, that's down in the Jersey Shore. Great club. Some Italian guy has a restaurant. He's he a place comedy. you can drive? I drive to that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, Point Pleasant's 50. Like it's 15 minutes away from home. I'm, nice. I'm in, do it. And then uh, Acme's the best club. One of the best clubs in the country. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, one of the best clubs in the country. Uh, that Minneapolis. Club, so. Yeah. I'm lucky now that I only get to play clubs that I like. I can say no. That's yeah. the that's a good part. Before I had to play clubs yeah. that I didn't like in front. Now I get to go no, I'll yes to that one, which is great. Ah. All the clubs I play now, I love these clubs. And how do you do that? Do you have a booking agent that, or they just bring I've stuff? I've had the same you? agent, booking agent for twenty years. Wow. Yeah, I know. I'm a very loyal uh, asshole. All right. So yeah, same no, guy. He's, he's obviously been good to you because you you're gonna you stay with him. He was the guy who actually called me up in New York, saw my acting reel, and said, you know, come to New York, and I did a month later. Uh, I moved to New York, and he's been my guy ever since. Uh, my, he, I mean, he hated my comedy. He loved my acting. All right. But, uh, you know, but yeah, he's been my guy. So. And how about your art? Do you sell any art? <laughs> You're an artist. You went to school. Dude, I, I, I you know, a couple of years ago, I'm in therapy, right? Uh, so You're off that now, but. No, I'm, I'm, no I'm, I go every Tuesday. Okay. Same guy. And he does all the comics in New York. It's oh, my awful. God. It's the worst. The la- I go, you don't, don't fucking make me cry the last five minutes because I don't want to walk out and see Joe List waiting. <laughs> and he, and oh, heard, my God. And he heard me trashing Colin Quinn for 10 minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, you walk out, it's always a comic. Oh, my God. And, or coming out, too. You got to follow five. I'm like, I got to follow this psychopath. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I remember he goes, you should do art again. Blah, blah. So I went and I bought the paints. I painted this painting for him, this painting. It was my head with three different expressions on it, happy, sad, and, and, and you know, mad or some yeah. shit. And I painted this painting, and I gave it to him because he has all this art in his office from clients. And the fucking 
Never put it up. Wow. <laughs> Never fucking put it up. And, and the only person to tell is him that, so oh, he, my God, the guy didn't even put it up. A year later, we're in the room, and we start getting heated, and I'm pissed off. And I'm like, this and that. And he goes, I go, and you, you fuck. I fucking painted that thing and you never fucking put it up. You got this horse shit fucking lady face on the fucking wall. Yeah. The next week, it was in front of the toilet. Uh, oh, and- no. It's <laughs> 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 up in this fucking thing in front of the toilet. Is oh, my, my painting, God. You know? That's what you get. Yeah. What do you think? A Via Havana Corojo? Have you, have you guys ever made espresso coffee, but with regular coffee beans? I so have. it's not dark roasted. Yeah. It's just regular coffee beans. So lighter. I'm getting a lighter espresso. Maybe okay. a little maybe a little cinnamon. I was saying I got cinnamon, yeah. Cinnamon is, is strong, a little cedar wood. Yeah, the woody cedar. taste. I got yeah. the canal. Yeah. 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 Nice cigar. I'm go- not gonna risk saying the word wrong with a comedian here. There so we we'll go. go back to canal. You can't say cinnamon. Can you, any word you can't say well? <laughs> Me? Yeah. I can't say philanthropist. <laughs> f- f- what is it? Philanthropist. Yeah, that one. I can't All say right. that. I have a hard time with that. But, right. uh, ph- ph- how do you say it? Flo- I got you. <laughs> I can't. I got you. I didn't know say I couldn't it. say it. Philanthropist. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I couldn't. Philanthropist. I fucked you up. What is it? Philanthropist. Philanthropist. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> I didn't know I couldn't do it. It's a, I'm sorry. I just All passed right. it on. So the here. good news is you get an extra hours worth of sleep tonight anyway because clocks... Uh, Fall back. I don't get tonight with the kids at the grandmother's, so I, I'm gonna have to. We have to do the show, and then I gotta go and I gotta have sex. Yeah, yeah. All right, good for I you. I gotta have sex tonight. Yeah, good for you. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> if ever I come up uh, to New York, where I will not come on because I'm not a comedian. If I you hang. listen to me, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> I can't. If, hang. if you listen to me, if you come to New York, you come up and yeah. hang out. And then we'll go smoke. And have a, absolutely. A lot of the comics after my podcast, we go to uh, Soho Cigar and, and light All up. All right. I'd love so, to do yeah, it. So, yeah, please, come on. All right. Thank you Any so much. Any one of you guys. Except, All right. Except, uh, except no, Mr. No, you didn't. <laughs> 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 well, Next week, John Fozzi is pissed off, but we're going to try a different uh, Christoph Sagan next week. We're going to light it up along with him and uh, get ready for next year's Pissed Off Christoph Firecrack. And we'll talk about that and see where they are. Uh, you've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And if you've learned nothing else from the past two hours, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.